Welcome back to the RC Scrap Pile Podcast. Today's guest is Jim T. Graham, what? aka Billy, Billy Hale. Hale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, hey that's Dr. Billy Hale to you. Doctor, oh, I love oh, Billy yeah. Hale. Yep. <laughs> hey, I got hey, something you need to back. check out, Doc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. I was listening to the podcast and you had a doctor on, and he said if anyone tells you they're a doctor, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Corey. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question for y'all. Where are you at in Oklahoma? Moore, Oklahoma. Tornado Alley. So, I grew up in Denison, Texas. We're about... Have y'all ever been through there? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're about uh, two and a half hours from Denison. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right on the river. So, we were almost... In Oklahoma, pretty close. That's that's. Oh, so I wonder how far Oscar was when we we're uh, Skinner's. It's place about two and a half hours from where he was at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, it's just one of those I, things. That'd be real cool if it was just right there. It's you know? it's it's two thirds of the distance south, but we eat all that up going west. Gotcha. Yeah. So Denison, so, Texas. How'd you end up where you're at? Well. In Denison, Texas, we were. My dad was an international harvester truck dealer down there, right between Sherman and Denison. And uh, I grew up on an exotic animal ranch. <laughs> and so the and this leads into RC. Um, I could lay in my pasture as a kid, and Perrin Air Force Base was in the same airspace as above our ranch, and uh, the IAC would do a, a competition once a year and I would lay in the field as a little kid and watch those pilots go up and practice their routines for the week before the show and and that's when I decided that airplanes were pretty cool which Air Force Base was this? Perrin? Perrin Air Force Base Perrin. It, it, it must have been closed down since then huh? Yeah they, it was closed down back then and uh, but I know that they still hold shows out there, and the IAC still goes out there. Oh, okay. Jim Burke was out there competing. Huh. So I grew up on that animal ranch, and uh, when I was 12, my dad handed me a uh, 45 Colt. And uh, around the age of 15, I was put in charge of making sure no one shot our exotic animals from the road. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, he gave me a mini fourteen, and he said, "Jimmy, you can shoot over them, but you can't shoot at them." And so, if anybody came on our property, it was my job to shoot over their head, scare the lights out of them. <laughs> huh. It was pretty exciting times for a fifteen-year-old. That's I bet. That's gangster. Yeah, OG gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet, and I bet that was cool. You know, uh, kind of setting the hook for the aviation bug. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm friends with you on Facebook and everything, and you have a whole bunch of bugs, but aviation's still a big one, you yeah. know, or setting, so, a, setting a hook for things that you do, leather working, hot rod pickup. I mean, that little 63 is just cherry little old pickup. Thank you. 
I was just talking about it to somebody. Um, what really happened is my grandpa started taking me to air shows, full-scale air shows all over Texas. And uh, I ran around with him quite a bit. And then my uncle had a hangar and a Cessna. So they played bluegrass in that hangar once a month. They had a big bluegrass show. And then uh, he would have me over and fly me around the pastures of Texas. And then uh, that was kind of it for me. That's when I decided airplanes were my thing. So where did the RC stuff come in? So I, I had 30 acres of land, and I always thought, what if I had an RC airplane? But no one I knew had RC airplanes. I'd never been to a hobby shop, and uh, I just it just wasn't a thing. And so uh, we're kind of going to skip forward, but when I got married, my neighbor had a garage sale, and I walked over there, and he had a fully built uh, trainer, but he'd never flown it, and he was asking five bucks for it. And so I told my wife, I said, I don't know exactly what this is, but for five dollars, I'm pretty sure I have to take it home with me. Yeah, it can't go wrong <laughs> and, there. Yeah, and it was a great airplane. It was a little bit heavy, but um, I took that thing. to I, So what I didn't know is that there was an RC club a mile from my house. I live in Nashville now. I moved to Nashville, started doing music videos for CMT. And uh, I went up there and I took my little airplane and they said, well, you need servos. So I go and find me some servos and I'd install them and I'd go back the next day and they'd say, you need servo arms. You need, <laughs> you need some clevises. And so every day I went up there and those old men would help me build that airplane. And a month later, I had a flying RC plane. The rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, just... Uh. That $5 that you spent on that deal cost you so much money. I, I mean, don't even add up all the money that you spent in all your life with RC. Well, yeah. <laughs> if, if you think about it, though, I've made my living in the hobby for 15 years now. That's awesome. So that little accidental uh, garage buy right. turned into a whole... I mean, it paid for my house, and it's now it's paying for my kids' college. So, wow. so yeah. let's back Crazy. up. Let's back up those fifteen years. When, because uh, I mean, yo, at the end of the day, everybody wants to. I say everybody. You know, a lot of people think, man, I can make a living in the hobby. You know, or right. or, or, and I know a bunch of guys, and we've had a bunch of people on this show who, yes, they they do make a a decent income with the hobby, but it's not the only thing they're doing. This is the only thing right. you've done for 15 years is the hobby. And I've sat in this office for 15 years and this is, this is it. And, uh, and most people don't think that, you know, they'll say, well, what do you do for a living? You know, and, and I have to say, this is what I do. So what happened was, uh, this is kind of crazy. I was running a record label. We like crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've got a, 76 Eldorado convertible, and I still have it, but I used to drive that thing to work, and I stuck a 40-size profile plane in the trunk with my flat box, and on my way to work, I'd pull that out and get one tank of gas in every day. And one day, I met the owner of Hobby Lobby here in Nashville, Tennessee, Jim Martin, and he said, I've been following you on the internet, and I want you to work for me one day. And uh, not too long later, I was the marketing director for Hobby Lobby International. And uh, those, 
that was right when the whole hobby, I think, just blew up. Blew up. That right. was the beginning of the electric. You know, that's when electrics are really starting to take. Well, I guess they had kind of started coming around a little bit, but that's kind of whenever the the, the lipos started taking off, the electric stuff started taking off. It was a great time to be in the hobby. Yeah. At, at that very moment, there the electric power systems could barely pull the plane through the sky. It was more of a concept than a reality. And and like you said, uh, we got the jetty, and we were the only people that sold that jetty that could run a lithium polymer. And then uh, we had Axie Outrunners. And then all of a sudden, we had all the power we ever needed. Yes. And uh, I was – so what I did is I was thinking about what I was going to talk to you all about, and I started thinking about people. And one of the guys, and I don't know if he ever gets the respect because he's gone now, but Mike Glass uh, was on RC Groups, and he took – I forget what he paid for it, but a really expensive printer, and he cut it so it could fit foam sheets in it. And he was the first guy to 3D print or, or put three colors on a foam sheet and then create foamies that had color on them. The so, Depron, the Depron uh, stuff, right? Or was it – before yeah. Depron. Yeah. And so uh, I was listening to another podcast of y'all, and you had some Chip Hyde stories going on, and I've got a Chip Hyde story for it. <laughs> Perfect. So at Hobby Lobby, they would not listen to me. They, they wouldn't listen. They thought I was flying 3D at the field, and, and Jim Martin, the owner, showed up, and he watched until I landed. And he walked up to me, and he said, what you've just done in the sky is a travesty in the name of the RC hobby. What? Well, yeah. it was, it was, was so, like, yeah. Was like, Mr. Martin, this is the future. And he's like, I, I don't approve of any of it. And so when I started working for Hobby Lobby, I'm like, we need to sell 3D planes. And I know this guy named Mike Glass. And they would not do it. And they picked up one airplane and it went to the, it became the number one seller. And they were like, you got any more ideas? So I called Chip Hyde, and I called Mike Glass, and I got them working together. And we were going to design a foamy uh, 3D plane that would be unrivaled. And uh, so y'all heard some Chip Hyde stories before, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mike Glass is from New York City. He took very little shit. And about <laughs> two weeks into this process, he called me, and he goes, I'm going to tell you one time, if that Chip Hyde calls me again, I'm going to take my fist, put it down his throat, and rip out his lungs. <laughs> ah. I was like, well, Mike, I guess it's not working out. So I said, why don't you design your airplane? And then I called Chip and I said, why don't you just design your airplane? And what happened was we got two kick-ass airplanes out of this deal. We got the Hellraiser. For Mike, and then we got the Raptor from Chip Hyde. Are y'all old enough to remember any of those things? Uh, I am. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, remember. I'm all, old yeah. enough, but it was yeah, we're all old enough. Yeah. We're all forty <laughs> plus. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, the one thing you have to remember is Casey has been in the hobby five, six, six years. Six years. Yeah. I've been in it thirty years, and Larry's gotcha. been in it thirty years. I mean, I, I, I've been to. Oh, what is it? Fourteen Joe Nulls. So I mean, I'm familiar with who yeah. you are. So I mean, it's not yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 
And I'm familiar with some of the cool shit that happened. Well, I remember, you know? yeah, looking at the hobby, but this is when I was first in the military back in like 96. Right. I remember going on the Hobby Lobby website. This is what I couldn't afford. Dude, yeah. I was a, had a kid, right. and a stay-at-home mom, and I was at E2 in the military. I remember seeing the combo packages at Hobby Lobby. And for some reason, the Wingo, I was yeah. drawn to the Wingo for some reason. And uh, I never had a Wingo. Later on, I had what the, the Soar Star, which was kind of a a knockoff of a Wingo. Yep. Great flying airplane, too, by the way. But uh, Man, I wish I had my Wingo. I, I, I thought that the other day. I thought it would be real cool to have a setup with maybe a brushless motor instead of the yeah. Speed 400 totally. in it or whatever it was. But uh, those were good times, man. Yeah, well, and so this comes back to how do you make a living in the hobby? You, you get real lucky, and you happen to jump in the hobby right as that wave is starting to to pull up. And man, when uh, they started selling the combos, and we have lipos, and at this point, Horizon and Hobbico aren't copying what uh, Hobby Lobby was doing yet. So we were kind of the leaders, and um, I thought, man, they're so big they'll never catch us. And what I didn't understand was a big company like that, it may take a minute to catch up to you, but once they get past you, you're they're gonna, never going to see yeah. anything but the backside of them just yeah. chugging on into the future, you know. They're going to eat you up. So where did the the Icarus stuff, because it's all kind of the same small three-millimeter Depron stuff. Seemed oh, like the market right. seemed like the market kind of, not flooded, but... I guess maybe once one get, came out and people figured out how well it worked, everybody copied, I guess. I don't know. But who who well, had the first know, Depron with, like, the Axie 2208 type setup? So there were foam airplanes, but I, I think the real pre-printed foam 3D plane first was Mike Glass. He was the first guy to do it. And what year are and you talking the, with? I can't. I can't. Early 2000s, I'm uh, assuming. Yeah, it had to be like, let's say, 2003 or four. Yeah. And then the big deal was the shot flyer. And I don't know if you remember that, but we got a 1,000 shot flyers in at Hobby Lobby, and they said, do you think we can sell any of these things? And, man, we sold those things out in a week. <laughs> and the, there were shot flyers everywhere, and it was just a, a foamy with... with Printed, you know, designs. Was it a cub? Was it like a cub, a foamy, like a flat Depron cub or something like that? Yeah, it was flat, but most of them were like Cap Two Thirty Two, and Yaks, things like that. So it was the Hobby Lobby equivalent to the the Icarus stuff or the the printed three D, the printed foam stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then it blew up. Then everyone started having it. Now this leads me to. So it's my first year at Hobby Lobby, and uh, they're like, look, we're going to send you to Joe Nall. You might as well have told me you're sending me to England or something. I was like, I can't even believe it, and you're going to pay for everything? <laughs> and so they they put me in a truck, and we have a trailer, and all the people that I work with there are so awesome. I still talk to them today, and uh, I, I miss the culture that we had there. But we pull into Joe Nall. It's about six. The sun's just starting to go down. I get out of the truck, and they're like, we're going to town. And I said, I'm staying right here. You come get me. I'm not going anywhere. And I get out of that truck, and I just as soon as they turn around and drive off, I hear, Billy Hill. 
And it was, uh, it was Bob Sadler, and he had a ice cold beer, and he handed it to me, and he said, "Welcome to Joe Nall." That's Joe Nall right there. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and that's another subject, uh, Bob Sadler and himself. You know that that guy. <laughs> that's a good time. Yeah. So that night, and I and I, I pulled me. I was like, "What Bob Sadler story can I pull out?" So that night, uh, he's like, "Hey, we're all hanging out in this RV. Uh, come down here and hang out with us." I don't know anybody. You know, I feel like I'm an interloper in the world of of Joe Nall. And so I'm in this RV, and this is thing's huge, and it's got all white furniture. Everything in there is white. And Bob and I walk in, and, and they've got this. Uh, it's a game where you hold onto these rods, and you and they're asking you questions, and then uh, if you get it wrong, you get shocked. <laughs> Has anybody seen this game? No, I, I've seen the no. reaction game where everybody has a shocker rod type deal. Yeah. Well, they had this hooked up to a lithium polymer battery. Oh, boy. And and so Bob has got his hand. I'm not in the game. I'm just standing. And Bob's got his uh, his electric rod. And in the other hand, he has a big glass of red wine. And so the guy that's running the game is winking at me <laughs> because he can make any rod uh, electrocute anyone he wants. And so when it comes around to, to Bob... They ask the question, and he just hammers down on the juice, and he, his arm with that wine glass involuntarily just starts going up and down, and he is shaking red wine all over that expensive white RV. Oh my goodness! It was good. Yeah. So. And then, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. I, 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 just, I have to hang a left here. Are you? It, do you still talk to Bob Sadler? Are you still hear from him? Is he okay? Uh, uh, I don't have any intel on Bob. The last time I talked to him was he was with his family at uh, Joe Nall, and I took their picture, and that's the last time I've seen him. And so I, I don't have any information there. I got you. I got you. All right, back to your road. But I wish him all the best. I'll end that story by saying we got out of the RV, and uh, we got in his golf cart, which had no lights, and we careened. <laughs> through the inky darkness of Joe Nall. Just complete darkness with the gravel crunching under the tires. And Bob goes, this is what it's all about, man. It's, it's like, exactly yeah, what, it's all, what it's all about. And, and again, you know, when you, uh, and not to segue off of what you're talking about, you know, when you talk about the Joe Nall, if you have never experienced the Joe Nall, and I call it an experience, you're missing out. I mean, and, and, yeah. one, and one of the most funny... You know, and it's all kind of full circle now, yeah. actually getting to have a conversation yeah. with, with Jim and everything, you know. You get to see this guy going by on this golf cart with the with the shit hanging from it and the great yeah. big flags tied to it and this, that, and the other, you know, and you're like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> One year, I'm, I built a, I brought a trailer, and I put a picnic table on it, and I put uh, tiki torches on it. And this was before they had buses. And so I would just drive my golf cart around and ask people if they needed rides. And I would just haul them all over that place, you know, for the week that we were there. And it was great. So my dad and I, uh, we generally rent a golf cart when he, I don't know that he's going to go again. He's, you know, 78 years old and don't get around too well. But that was one of, and even to this day, that's one of our most memorable memories is we we went over the hill to uh you know where the check-in stand yeah. is 
and we picked a we picked a couple up that were from Canada and had never been to the Joe Nall or had no clue about it other than they wanted to come. You know, and we drove them all around the Joe Nall for at least an hour and then dropped them off at the Float Fly Lake and let them go. You know? Man, could yeah. you imagine the, the Clint's Row narration for those can- <laughs> poor Canadian people that had never been to Joe Nall? still talking yeah. about it to this day. Yeah. Like this guy. Yeah. It's, it's very possible, you know. So you said whenever you showed up the first time, somebody yelled out, Billy Hell, so let's get this out of the, out of the bag. Where, where did that come from? So, my grandpa was from uh, Collinsville, Texas, and he took me to his house that his dad built in 1895, and it was uh, was surrounded by farmland, and there was railroad tracks. And he said, Jimmy, me and my brothers, and he had like six brothers, we'd walk those railroad tracks into town to get ice. And he said we had to, we'd take handles off of... uh, wash tubs and buckets and we keep them in our hands he said the city boys would fight us and he said we'd have to fight our way out of collinsville texas and uh he said we yeah we raised billy hell in that little town <laughs> yeah and so i was probably 15 when he said that to me and i thought billy hell that's going to be my name somehow or a rock band or something and so when i got on rc online which is probably it's not the first forum but one of the first uh, that was my name, was Billy Hell. Billy Hell. And uh, there are people that don't even know what my name is. They just know my name is Billy Hell. Well, that's what I knew it as for years. And then it was like, oh, Jim T. Graham. And I was like, how the hell does that relate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't like that as much. <sighs> yeah, well, that's my, that's my I got to go to work name. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like my, my 66 Chevy has Billy Hell on the license plate. Hell, yeah. So. That's perfect. And, and, I, and somebody asked me, is Billy Hell, is that real or pre- – so I really was Billy Hell. I mean, I was a lot wilder than than the persona of Billy Hell. I was completely out of control there for about twenty years. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I have definitely I've calmed down quite a bit here in my old age. So did did Joe Nall? It was that kind of a. Uh, is that how you came up with the pro bro, pro bro uh, fly in stuff, or how did that come along? I I went to. Maybe my first swap meet ever. That's where I met all these guys, too. I went to this swap meet, and there were some guys from Memphis there. And there was a, uh, somebody selling uh, hand-built profile planes. And I bought my first profile, and that was it. I was like, this is the greatest plane I've ever flown. It, it uh, was neutral, and it had everything was good about it. And that uh, led me to talk to the guys on forums about it. And we got kicked off a forum. Uh, we became, I invented the, the name, the Profile Brotherhood, and we quickly were thrown off a forum. And I started my own forum, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the fact it's still around is mind-blowing, since you can't even buy a, a Profile Kit really anymore. Uh, who is it? Somebody. Is it Carolina Custom Kits is making some? Yeah. Is it, yeah. Yeah, Carolina Customs making uh has a profile kit. Yeah. Uh there's a guy actually uh where's uh uh Mo? Where's he from? Texas. I I, I don't know where. I, I Austin maybe. Uh, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, Austin or something like that. Uh and he's building uh big ones that fly on like 12 cell lipos. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. 
beautiful airplanes, and, and that guy is a master at Monaco. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. so when when yeah. you see the airplane, you're like, holy shit. Well, that was shit. a deal, too, with the profiles is people coming up with the badass, wow. the American yeah. flag ripping through the Monaco schemes and all that stuff. That I do have a pro yeah, bro was, number, by the way. I don't remember that, it off the top of my head, but I think it's in the 2000s. The database was lost. I think it's lost. So uh, and that was a big deal, man. Everybody wanted another number. And yeah. I'm not sure what the psychology is behind that, but that's pretty interesting. <laughs> but uh, Nash Bros going on. You know, they wouldn't let us have the pasture last year, but the pasture's back. And so in September, that's right. there's going to be one more Nash Bro. I think it's 16th year. It's Nash Bro. That's what it was called. Yeah. that's. I remember seeing videos and, and – it was a party, man. People flying their planes through the bonfire well, and all kinds of badass shit that I could never, I never but, could uh, make it happen to go go to something like that at that time. But, you know. But here's the deal, and I think that we're living that really well. You know, you go to a fun fly, obviously to fly, but you obviously go to meet people and party. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what how else to put it. That I mean, Joe Nall is as as respected as Joe Nall is, man. The nightlife at Joe Nall is serious. Oh, at the three D line for sure. Right. I yeah. have a feeling that's what the Nash Bros. Uh, I don't. Well, yeah. I have a feeling that's the the same uh, ambiance. No, no, yeah. I, I, here's my deal, Jim T. Grant. This guy is one of us. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he he's further along, but he's one of us. I mean, he started doing. I, I feel like he started doing what we're doing. Yo, having oh, yeah. a good time. Oh, yo, yeah. getting some history out, getting some hobby out. You know, all that good shit. Yeah. Uh, we were we were experts at pushing every envelope in all directions. Ah. <laughs> uh, and, and I have I've seen things that I could not talk about. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 I wouldn't call us experts, but I would say we don't know what we're gonna do, but we know what we're gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we know what we're gonna try. Hey, you can't plan a good time. They just no. happen. They no. just happen, man. And that's that's uh, you know. And that and that that's so much of this hobby is everybody tries to plan what they're gonna do. Nah, take that plan and stick it in your ass and go have a good time. All Yo. a plan is gonna do is piss you off. Absolutely. Might as well just fly by the seat of your pants and figure have it fun. out as you go. Yeah. So the first event I did. I'd never been to a real show before, and then we had the first Nash Bro, and I didn't have a raffle, I didn't have demo flights, I didn't have anything except uh, the mass hover at uh, 104, and turns out that not having any of that stuff is, was the huge appeal of the show, because people just want to fly. That's it. Right. And that's what we did. Makes sense to me, yes. Well, and I, you know, uh, in the background of our world, there's always something weird happening and something different happening in talks, you know, and that's, uh, you well, know, I'm, I'm uh, sticking that one in the playbook because we've got some stuff on the horizon. Right. That we're trying to get in motion to start doing some big stuff. And, uh, you know, that's part of it is, uh, you know, uh, nah, if you want to come and set your, your vendor trailer up, Yo, and maybe, maybe donate a piece to the cause. Right. But I'm not raffling nothing. I don't have time to deal with that. No. Man, I just want to fly or hang out with my buddies or, you know. That's it. We could only be as lucky as to have some of these some of these wonderful people that we've spoke to show up at our deal, you know. and uh, Yeah. 
That's just, I'd rather visit with them than have to deal with raffling off some bullshit when you can go over here and <laughs> yeah. buy it. Raffling off some, well, that's kind of harsh words, Clint. We like the bullshit. Oh, here we go with that. I'm Jeez, getting yelled at already. Well, no, no, yeah. no. I'm just making sure they don't misconstrue. What yeah, saying. don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, we appreciate your <laughs> raffle prizes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the clubs do for sure. Right. Yeah. Thanks for. Yeah, we yeah. don't. Jeez, I'm getting an email on that. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So, uh, Jim, you had said something about you was producing country western videos or music videos. What? What? Let's, let's hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. That's interesting to me. Okay. Before we go there, I, I want to make sure I say, if you've never been to Joe Nall, go to Joe Nall. Because people will say, what, should I go to this? Should I? I'm like, have you gone to Joe Nall? No. Just go to Joe Nall. Yep. Stop talking. Book it. Do it. it it's It's... The ultimate RC experience. Just go do it. I bet you don't go just so, once. Say what? I bet you don't go just once. If you go yeah, one time, right. you'll 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 be a repeat visitor. Yeah. Everybody's so good down there, and it's it's like your family that you don't see until you get there, and they're all in their little areas, and that's the beauty of a golf cart. So you can go and and visit your family and all the different families that you have there at Jonal. Well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna damn sure come find you and shake your hand. You know who I am this time. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Save me one of them t-shirts that go so damn fast, too. Yeah. <laughs> Those fine giant t-shirts, man. Those damn things are man. gone within minutes. And we buy so many, and I'm always like, uh, how can we make more? You know, I don't want to give away a cheap shirt, but I also don't want to be out of shirts at the end of the line. Right. I've heard, I've heard stories then, about those yeah. t-shirts. I've never been to an event where those, those were at, but I've heard multiple people say, gotta get one of them flying giant t-shirts. <laughs> gone, my, yeah. my father somehow ended up with one one year and I, I, I don't have one. Yeah. 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what year it was, but, uh, they came and got us and, and I always wrangle all that together and I have all the shirts put away. And so we're all on golf carts and every golf cart has all these boxes of shirts and, Let's say there's six golf carts and a sidecar, a motorcycle sidecar. We're headed down that way, and they stop us. And I'm like, well, uh, is there something going on with all those people? And they're like, yeah, they're all in line for T-shirts. They were <laughs> past the bathhouses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it, man. It's yeah. mind-blowing. I'm like, take pictures of this. This is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I so, think uh, – go ahead. I was just going to briefly touch on my music stuff or my yes. Uh, yes, please. video stuff. When I was in college, uh, I was supposed to be a business major, and that didn't turn out too well. So <laughs> I uh, I wound up in Hollywood and went out there at a pretty early age. And I, I did pretty good. I, I worked with some folks. I got to work with Madonna and Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Neil Young. And um, I was thinking my son the other day was was – questioning my judgment on where to move our tents and i'm like boy i used to have full crews moving tents i'm like i know where this tent goes he said boy i did i started reeling off what i thought only i could only brag like this to my son who doesn't care anyway or doesn't even know who these famous people are you know but uh, after I did enough time in L.A., I got out of there. I was in the L.A. riots. I was in the forest fires. I was in an attempted uh, robbery from an escaped convict from prison, which these are all stories I need to write down. But I went to Nashville because I'm country, 
and their country, and I got to work with just about every one of my country music heroes that I ever had. And uh, I did that until I jumped off onto the Internet. And, and I guess in 96, my wife bought a computer, and I said, Honey, I think we can make a living off this computer. And she said, You're crazy. The Internet's a fad. <laughs> yeah. Still is. <laughs> We've been doing it ever since. Yeah. So, I, I want to hear about the Cadillac just a little bit. And I know there's a whole bunch of history with that Cadillac because it's been in music videos. It's been in it's been in a movie or two, hadn't it? Yeah, I might give you the whole story because I don't think I ever have given the whole story on the Cadillac. I understand. Um, That's fine. No, no, I'm going to give it. Uh, my dad bought that in 1978. Like it. And it's a 76 Eldorado. So if we went to Arkansas or, you know, Table Rock Lake or whatever, we were usually going up in that Cadillac, listening to the 8-track, which he would buy one 8-track, and we would listen to the same 8-track for, you know, a week. So we're talking uh, Disco or Billy Joe. Billy Joe. So the way I got the Cadillac is uh, my dad never let me drive it, ever. And I was in L.A., and he called me. And I could tell I probably should come home. So I flew home. And the day I landed, he had a heart attack. And my mom said he went up and got the Cadillac. And he said, I'm going to get the Cadillac running so Jimmy can drive it when he gets back, when he gets in town. And he took that thing up to get a starter put in. And he had a heart attack on the hood of the car. That's where he landed. And I got to the hospital in time to hold his hand when he died. And... uh, my mom, after everything was over, handed me the keys, and she said, take that caddy home. And I was just devastated. And uh, I'd have bawled the whole way home. The... Say it again. I said I'd have cried the whole way home. Well, I was I was completely broken. And I took that gold key. It was a gold Cadillac key, and I stuck it in, and the roof was down. And when I turned the ignition on, he had in a mariachi eight-track tape on 10. Perfect. And and for some reason, that made me feel a lot better to know the last thing he did was drive that Cadillac with the top down listening to mariachi music. That's awesome. My mom, well, I don't go to it. Yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. Somebody was supposed to buy that car, and then somebody drove that car to Los Angeles, California. And uh, I said, you can have this Cadillac when I'm dead, but I'm keeping it. Absolutely. And so that's how I got to be the owner of the Cadillac. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that that's, that's worth it. Uh, yo, you, you can't ever replace our fathers. You know, right. Yeah. As, as crazy as mine drives me sometimes, I love that man to death. We, we sat upstairs last night till. One o'clock in the morning working on an airplane, you know, and that's just what we do. And you can't replace those moments. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So do you still drive the Cadillac fairly, pretty regular? Well, or? I, let, me, let me throw two more stories in there. That okay. Cadillac was in a Dolly Parton movie. So when I got to, to Nashville, that's all I had. Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Oh, wait. Sorry, my computer just died. Oh, hit it with and a luckily, hammer. It'll be back. Luckily, luckily, I can cuss on this podcast. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
I label it explicit. So when I get to, to Nashville, the Cadillac is all I'm pulling. I went to Nashville on that Cadillac, pulling a 1956 horse trailer with my Harley in the back of the horse trailer and my yellow dog Cecil sitting in the passenger seat. From L.A. to Nashville. That's how you do it right there. <laughs> That's how yeah. you do it. I love it. And I'm wearing my big cowboy hat. And uh, and I kind of, I felt it. I was like, I'm, this is all right. And uh, I did music videos, and it was in uh, the Dolly Parton movie. And then the thing that I get the most from my Texas brethren is um, I ran a record label called Groove Tones. And uh, I was pulling out in the Cadillac, and Walt Wilkins and Pat Green were eating lunch, and Walt waved at me. Now, do y'all even know who Pat Green is? Pat Green, wave on wave, Pat Green? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know who Pat Green is. <laughs> yeah, we got you covered, man. Well, well I'm, pr- I'm proud I'm proud that you know that. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> I sat down and ate lunch with Walt and Pat, and then uh, six months later I get a, a, a package, and it was a CD, and it was a Pat Green CD, and Pat and Walt wrote that song, Carry On. And in that song, it says, Walt, why don't you jump in Jim T's caddy and come to Texas and drink with me a while? Holy shit. No shit. No shit. shit We're so from Oklahoma. We know country music, man. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. You give me shit about butt punch country. Nah, you don't yeah, we're not talking this. about, we're talking We're not about, talking about all country. We're talking about butt punch country. <laughs> I will educate you on some country, sir. <laughs> Real country, not, real country. Not, this is real country. Not yeah, no, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're That's what we're saying. This, not the shit you listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So that song comes out on the radio in Texas, and every time I go home to Texas, somebody I don't know will pull me aside. That's a friend of my brother's, and say, "Are you Jim T. Grant? Are you Jim T. in that Pat Green song?" And I'll say, "Yeah," and they'll say. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> it happens every time. And that's when you follow up with, no, motherfucker, I am Billy Hale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't say Billy Hale. They said Jim T. Yeah, yeah. That ain't me. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I'm going to have to look that song up tonight just because of that. I yeah. love it. I'm pretty sure that might get played on the outro. Not 100%. Yeah. 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 And, and you know exactly why I played the song coming in. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, did you see that Steptoe video that I, I put out today? I absolutely did. And I thought, man, that's a time that you just can't replace. That's a good time. That's what it's all about. Man. I tell you what's hard, <laughs> having a band when no one can practice, you know, because uh, we, we never practiced. We just showed up to events and then played songs, so. That's pretty good band. Now, man, I don't think I'm near as cool as you, but I understand that because I've played in many, many bands. None of them were awesome. They were all kind of dive (laughs) bar bands. They all kind of sucked, but it was a damn good time. Yeah. Well, Chris Henson, man, I got to say, he was the the secret sauce to anything we did. If you put Chris Henson in any band, it's going to sound awesome. Yeah, (laughs) that's a fact. Not to mention he makes the best airplanes on earth, you know. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what... What well, at uh, Ice House? It was down at the the Extreme Flight uh, camp. Oh, Jonathan Jennings had his. This kid brought a full, full kit. drum kit. <laughs> he, he was beating the shit out of them things, man. That was that's cool. Yeah, but he was the only one that showed up with anything to to well, play. I well, think. apparently, I need to throw a guitar and an amp in my ride when we go to any flying. Absolutely. Uh, we took a guitar and an amp with us to Duncan. You didn't play. 
I did too. I gave Rod Elliott a private concert. Everybody got mad about the music being loud, so I knew better than even plugging a guitar in. <laughs> Man, I just have one thing to say about the music being loud. Fuck those guys. We're going to turn the music up. Yeah. If it's too loud, you're too old. Absolutely. So, Jim, so after Hobby Lobby, what was there? What what happened to Hobby Lobby? Was it just the the you know the industry, or was it something to do with actual Hobby Lobby International, or or not international, but actual Hobby Lobby chain? I guess y'all was Hobby Lobby International, but it seemed like there was issues well, with that too at one time. Jim sold it. We were just, holy cow, man, what a machine. It just got, every year was bigger than the last. And we'd have those uh, Thanksgiving Day sales, which was great for y'all. And terrible oh, I loved them. Thanksgiving at the office, you know. I'd sit on the computer for 12 hours watching it re-update every hour to see what what was next on the Black Friday I mean, sale. Just saying that, that kind of stuff is what makes the hobby. And we need that kind of stuff back, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but what happened was Jim sold it, and I was not there for the transition. I jumped right before that happened. And um, then it got sold again. It went through like two or three owners, and every owner, it just got worse and worse. I'm trying to decide if there's anything I can't say. I think everything's over. I literally saw them. We drove by with my son and I, and my son, uh, he kind of was raised around that building. And then one day we drove by, and we... Uh, they were tearing it down, literally with a big crane and a ball. And he couldn't believe it, and I couldn't either. And that's when I knew Hobby Lobby was gone. We, uh, this has been probably, man, it's probably been 15 years ago. We was driving to Maryland from Oklahoma, and that was one of my, I had to go through Brentwood, Tennessee to go to Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because on, on the Internet, you know, and everything, it was such a big, huge thing. You're right. And you yeah. show up there, and there was a little sales counter and a warehouse. That was about it. Yeah. And you're like, holy yeah. shit. Oh, who brought that? Yeah. <laughs> I got to say that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was a great It was a great place to work. I mean, I'd never worked in an office like that before, and it was just great guys. And, and at 5 o'clock when it shut down, if you could do it, you know, you didn't have three babies waiting for you at home, which ultimately I did. We would get out our helicopters. And there were three or four of us, and uh, we would drive the helis through the aisles of the stock. And whoever could stay in the air the longest was the winner. We did it every day. Yeah, it was uh, – if I remember right, it kind of was up on a, a crest and yeah. overlooked a ridge or something, didn't it? Yeah, it was off the highway and down a side road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Not cool. a good place to practice flying because there's a highway next to it. I remember that area. It was actually in Brentwood, right? Yeah. Man, you talk about some beautiful properties. Man, you Holy talk about shit. some good whiskey. <laughs> wow. That's a... so the... I'm so, sorry. Go sorry, ahead. Sorry, Jim. We... The, the, the road that takes you to Hobby Lobby was at Buffalo Trail back in prehistoric times. That, that's where that main road came from. Really? Yeah, so I got to tell you a story because it's one of my favorites, and I've been thinking about Bobby a lot for some reason. Um, I went in the back, and there was this guy, and he was talking, and I was like, "That dude's from Texas." So I go up and I introduce myself, and uh, his name was Bobby Keys, 
and just the nicest guy and super sweet to me, and maybe because we were both from Texas. But every Wednesday at Hobby Lobby, we'd go fly at the field, and we'd bring out new planes, we'd shoot videos, and everybody, almost everybody from the company was out there. And, and Bobby realized that if he brought out planes that he built, that we would test fly them and do it the maintenance for him. Okay. And so after a while, I became the maiden guy for Bobby. And you never know what Bobby might have done. He might have had the servo <laughs> or the uh, elevators or the elevator reversed or the ailerons reversed. And so one day, uh, Bobby's telling a story. I walk up on him and he says, and that's when John Lennon uh, was able to hang out with me every day. And, I, and, I, and it, was, it was about Yoko Ono. And Yoko yeah, I was like, ono that had to be because of Bobby Yoko. to the house at 3 o'clock like he liked to do and hang out with John Lizen, Lennon. And he said, that's when we, and he uh, air quoted, meditated. <laughs> and so meditated. I said, Bobby, meditated. I said, uh, medicated. I said, right. <laughs> what do you do for a living? And he goes, well, Billy Hell. Maybe you've heard of a little band that I'm in called the Rolling Stones. I'm the <laughs> player for that band. So for a year, I'd been hanging out with the Rolling Stones member, and I had no idea. A hired gun or what? I, I'm not a... Yeah. Well, Bobby started playing with the Stones in 68, and before that, he was with uh, uh, Buddy Holly. Holy shit. <laughs> so and I bet with your background, you about... I bet with your you, background, you've heard Bobby you, play hundreds of times. You don't even know it, right? I bet with your background in music, you about shit down both legs. Oh yeah, no, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And I couldn't believe he was such a nice guy either. Uh, and then uh, a great side note on Bobby is how he got thrown out of the Rolling Stones. He was in a tub with a prostitute, and it was full of champagne. <laughs> yeah, and that was expensive. They had a sh- they all had a the way show around. To do and, and, and they said, Bobby, you need to be, get on stage. And he said, I don't think I will. And uh, that's how he got fired from the stones. Yeah. <laughs> he sent it till he couldn't send it no more. There you go. Yeah. Well, that, that's finally, full sin. He finally got back in their graces. I will say, and I haven't said this properly out loud either, Bobby uh, said that he, if I would take him to Joe Nall, that he would be in the, in the uh, Nallman Brother band. Huh. And, <laughs> Nauman Brother Band. Regret that I didn't do that. That's awesome. Uh, has Dude, he, has if he you passed? Have, if you have never seen the Nauman Brothers, you're missing out. Damn. I don't. That think, was a hell of a band. I don't. They they didn't play the Year Wiz there. Then no, I, I they've been hiring people, and it ain't worth the shit. You know, yeah. that's that's one of them deals that. As much as I love the Joe Nall, there's bits and pieces of it that I don't like. They need to let the locals. As in Jim T and you know, right, right. They need to let the locals play the play the play the band. At you least, know? Some, at least sometimes. I mean, these guys don't want to go there yeah, to one play. Night. Yeah, one yeah, night. one night, maybe on the steak night or, or whatever. But uh, I, I I I've been lucky enough to watch some watch some watch the locals play before they started hiring somebody. You know, and it was it, it was fun. I love those bluegrass pickers they have out there. They're awesome. Oh yeah, no, they put on a good show. It's just, ah, man, I like watching. Uh, it's I not like, as meaningful. It's, it's not as meaningful. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, I have a frightening Joan All story here on the list. If you want to hear it, absolutely. absolutely. He has a list. This guy's pro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. we don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying this is pre me meeting Mr. Pat and realizing what Triple Tree, you know, how powerful that man re- actually is. Right. Yeah. Well, it, you got to respect it. And you got to treat it right. So uh, this story happened before I – this is probably the first year I was there. So some debauchery and, was uh, going on, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, well, that's okay, when too. When Don Hockle's telling, t- telling stories, this was the year he's talking about. Yeah. When he's saying, uh, don't drink moonshine sitting down, that was definitely this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Don uh, Hockle. And so all respect to Triple Tree and Mr. Pat. Just want to put that out there. I'm a huge fan of them and what they do and and, uh, and what that facility is for the hobby. But uh, the, I, I get up there, and once again, I'm wide-eyed. I don't know what's going on. And, and uh, somebody says, we're going to go do the gauntlet. Oh yeah! Anything to any of y'all? Oh yeah! Absolutely! I know exactly where you're at, and I hit the brakes. Well, I thought I was down for the gauntlet until I was in the middle of the gauntlet, and then I knew that I was way over my head. So it's, it's night time; it's quiet, uh-huh. and there's a big hill, uh-huh. and there's probably six of us in golf carts, uh-huh. and we we silently drive up that hill. With some chortling and laughing, and then they're all—they're like they turn the key off the golf cart and, and put, put it in neutral. Yeah, and we just start coasting. Now that's pleasurable. I'm like, this is good, but then we can start going faster and faster and faster. And then I turn to the driver of the golf cart, who I don't know, and say, "I think we could be killed." You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, deader than hell. <laughs> yeah, so then the, the other golf cart drivers, more experienced, start ramming into all the other golf carts. So now the golf carts are now bumping into each other while we're going at a high rate of speed in the middle of the night, in the darkness, hurtling towards the lake. Yeah. <laughs> right oh, at the yeah. turn. And when I, <laughs> when I said I think we could be killed, that's when someone was ejected out of one of the golf carts. Yeah. <laughs> Was anyone here for this year? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I was. Oh, yeah, I was there. And that guy did not go to the hospital that night. He waited till morning, which I can't even believe. But he was messed up. And that was, I was like, I'm out of that game. I'm never doing that again. Man, I, I generally jam on the brakes uh, about vendor role. Well, it's... The deal with that too is when me and you try to do it with Will, we're talking nine hundred, almost nine. Well, seven hundred pounds, anyways. Seven? No, nine hundred. Now nah, Will's not three. I'm three years three. He's two. Well, that's eight. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of momentum behind that. It's uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, hit, I'm sorry, I'm hitting the brakes. I ain't, I mean. <laughs> Man, I got balls that clink, but I ain't got balls that big that clink that hard. I've seen him dirt track a golf cart full throttle. For 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't send it that hard. No. It was a four. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. four <laughs> at best. I mean, so, Jim, you have to understand, we we how we send it is one to ten. I mean, just like any other graph in the world, you got a one or a ten, and our general level's a four or five. 
nobody can handle anything higher than yeah, that. Yeah, we went to an eight once, and Larry had a, Larry had an open gash on the top uh, of his head, was, and yeah. everybody everybody was mad at us. So, yeah. you know, we figured. Is that how you tell where you're at by by the wounds? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm still not real sure how that happened. That's just kind of wounds and email levels coming to me. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right, right. you're the faintest of the group. You go in with 20 right. friends, you come out with 11. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. See, here's the deal is I don't know that he is the most famous of the group, but he is the guy with the most reason in the group. Larry and I have no stop button. I mean, once it's going, it's going, you know. And, Jim, I will say that if I'm the voice of reason. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 If I'm the voice of reason, we're all in trouble. I'm just letting you know right now. It's kind of like my my dad's in a motorcycle club, and one of their shirts says, When we have fun, people dial 911. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, I kind of try to, you know, hey. Yeah. (laughs) We're keeping the legacy alive. Yeah. became a thing so somebody said petit tong to me and uh then we all started yelling petit tong so if you pass somebody on a golf cart you'd yell petit tong uh, <laughs> and then we got the crowd on the main line during the noontime demo to all say petit tong so the next year we had to come up with something new i'm going to not do this in the mic so the new thing for the next year was this Woo! So i remember that we're wooing we're wooing everywhere. I mean, I'm may I, we're you, and so what the deal is is I throw up a woo, you throw the woo back. So if I throw up a woo in the right place, I might get twenty woos back at me, which is beautiful. So I'm I'm getting the woo thing going on the first day. I'm like, I'm going to get this woo thing really hot before Saturday. So the next day, I show back up to camp, and I'm at uh, Chris Henson's camp, and right next to him are some guys I think from Germany. And uh, they waved me over, and they're like, "Damn you, Billy Hell! You've ruined it." A lightning storm come through last night at three in the morning. Every time a lightning bolt go off, woo! <laughs> <laughs> People laying in their tents, like, wooing, trying to go to sleep. I, and uh, my big line was, "I didn't get a woo out of that guy." <laughs> Jeez. Good times, man. We should just go to Joe Nall right now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, so we're already, and that's the bad part, is we have already been discussing Joe Nall of next year. It's happening. You know, I like the plan. And and our plan is a little different from normal, but I think it's going to be just as good. Let's tell them the plan. So, Jim, here's our plan. Yeah. We're, there's three of us, and we're going to Joe Nall, and we're going as cheap as we can possibly go. That's our goal. We're, where are you going to camp? Do you know where you're going to camp up? 3D, 3D line. 3D line. Okay. I, I, so here's the deal. I'm a Jason Don Hockle fan. You know that. You know, and I don't know if you listened to that episode or not. Oh, he did. But I did. But I guarantee you, man, there's something about that guy that's just a good time. Oh, yeah. You Don know, Hockle solid. Uh, absolutely. And a shit show and a proper one <laughs> at the same time. So I'm going to hang out with Don Hockle as much as I can. But I got this old school 
World War One bug in me. You know, I love flying at the main line. Man, I've flown in the noon demos with the World War One gaggle and all that, whatever. Really? Seems like a lot of pressure up there. Nah, it's just part of the fun. Okay. I've flown, I've flown in it twice. The past two times I went with World War One stuff, I flew in the World War One gaggle at, at noontime. You know, but I'm going to be down there hanging out, you know, and it's going to be a time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're going to be a time. And we're going to do it as inexpensive as possible. Yeah. Just because everybody goes out there and they spend all this money. I want to know how much money you really have to spend to go to the Joe Nall and have a good time and not go broke. Gotcha. I bet we can it's do it. Test. I bet we can yes. do it for... What was your you you had a you had a number thousand dollar a person? I bet you I bring home change. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I bet I, you I bring home change. I, I think for a thousand or less a person from Oklahoma City to Woodruff, eat all week, and I, I don't mean eat shit. I mean eat like kings. Well, you only need one good meal a day. You right. can eat bologna sandwiches all day, but that's true. But in the evening, you know, eat something. nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have a nice steak. You yeah. know, uh, uh, so we're going to experiment with this and we're going to get it planned up between now and May and see what happens. Man, that sounds like a, something you should document. Uh, absolutely. We're going to. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to document it and see what happens. And also at the, sa- it. also at the same time, man, uh, my wife and I, we bought a, you know, a $25,000 camper this year. So I'm not dragging that out there. Nah, uh, okay. shit. That's too. Yeah, that's that's a that's I, not I, cost effective, really. Right. So, uh, are you going to tent camp or car camp? Uh, nah, we'll tent camp. I, I, my intention is find a find a spot under the shade tree down at three D line and hang out and have a good time. I don't even really have to take nothing to fly to Joe. All I need is a a shower. I need I need. Two to three showers a day, you, you know, right. two, and somewhere to sleep. Other and if that, you had, if you hadn't had a shower to Jonal, you're missing out. Oh yeah, that's Hollywood showers right there. <laughs> I mean, and people don't understand that. I mean, that, that I've never taken a cold shower, Jonal. And I, I don't know if I said. Before, go ahead, go ahead, Jim. I think that you guys should also volunteer to drive the bus. I'm in, <laughs> like almost daily. I want to drive the bus. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, as much shit talking as I do, absolutely. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Well, I just got to be sober. I want to drive. I want the night shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a disco ball. That's the problem is having to stay sober to do it. We maybe need the morning shift. Absolutely, <laughs> we do. <laughs> so, Jim... Uh, you know, not to not to put this on the back burner, but so the Hobby Lobby thing, you left, and where did the Flying Giants come in? Well, uh, I went from Hobby Lobby to Billy Hell RC, and I made my own planes here in America. A uh, little known fact: they were built and covered by uh, women from a church in in uh, the Arkansas, oh Ohio, and I did that for a couple of years and realized that I was going to go broke in a minute, so. Right. Um, at the very minute that I was like, I sold my last kit and I walked upstairs and I was selling lamb yaks and uh, chin yaks 
and uh, all the the best 3D profile planes. And I walked upstairs and I said, "Honey, I sold my last kit. I got to figure out some other way to make money." And my phone rang, and it was the owner of RC Groups, and he said, uh, "You have to run RC Groups." I remember and that. Okay. I, go ahead. Go. No, I remember. I remember when you was uh, heavy on the RC Groups. Yeah, so when I was at Hobby Lobby, we were the main advertiser. So I, 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 all the stuff that I do right now, I was doing from the other side originally. And so he brought me on, and uh, after a year or so, RC Groups was my baby. And with and the owner supported me with tech and uh, updating the site on a regular basis. And just a few years into that is when we bought Flying Giants, which was tricky business. Uh, Mad Max built it and ran it and uh we went and so this is great because it comes back to joe and all we met the whole main crew of flying giants down by the creek on the 3d line oh boy we had moonshine and we did the deal at a camp down there on the 3d line how many years ago was that boy let's call it eight or nine but i can't remember to tell you the truth Long enough. Yeah. And so we jumped up on that. I always felt a little bit like an outsider on Flying Giants. I'm not a Giants Go guy, that's for sure. And uh, they're their own group. But I'll, I'll tell you what is super interesting is uh, when the recession hit, Flying Giants never wavered as far as how many people were on there every day. Um, pandemic, same numbers. So uh, Flying Giants has always held steady, and those guys are always on there. They're they're the real deal, for sure. Well, and, you know, when you go back to it, that's kind of part of the reason we started doing this podcast, is uh, for something to do in the middle of a pandemic. Right. You know, and uh, we started it because we wanted to, not because we had to. And it's just... It's continued to grow. And I think a lot of that is from the naturalness of it, if that makes sense. And that's just been, you know, it's like when you're at the flying field after everybody's done flying. That's a, that's the conversation we're having. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun doing it. Well, I want to say I appreciate y'all thinking of me. Because I've been around so long, you know, things are always moving forward. But uh, it's interesting to know where everything came from, too. Well, and that's, you know, everybody that sits at this table has a history in this hobby. Right. When it when it comes to Casey, when it comes to Larry, when it comes to myself. I mean, I'm probably the long-timer when it comes to this hobby. Yeah, yeah, I'd say you are. You know, but at the end of the day, most of the hobby has been my dad and I. You know, and a lot of people don't have their father involved with them. So right, that's right. that's a piece of the puzzle that most people don't get. Well, and that's it. With, with Bill, the, the name Billy Hell to me is kind of sentimental because that, that 2000 time frame is when I started getting into the hobby. Well, I, 2000 right. through like 2002. 2000, for me... 2002 is when, because that's when I got a, right. a federal job and I was actually out of the military and making some money, making right. some money, yeah, so I could afford stuff. And 
it just taking in all this information about the electrics right. and this and that. And so I've got a so I've got a Mojo Forty framed up and and uh, uh, and, and covered that I've never I've never mm-hmm. had a motor on or nothing. And this is kind of I, I think it's time, man. It stirs you up <laughs> just a little bit. I built that, that thing fifteen years ago. Still a sweetheart. That thing that's going to blow your mind. I think it's still one of the best three D planes out there. Really? I just wish I yeah. could get another one. You know, another kit. Right. But I guess well, I can. You hang. know what? Let me tell you something. I've thought long and hard about three D planes and profile planes and being sentimental, which I am to uh, a, a huge degree. Those planes are like Vikings. They need to fight, and they need to tear it up, and yep. then when they die, they go to Valhalla. Yep. Don't let that plane linger or languish. It's got to it's gotta do its thing and then go to Valhalla one day. And it, it is. It's languishing right now. It's just setting, and uh, it, needs, it needs to do its thing, I think. Yeah. One, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I... I tend to go sentimental in some shit. You know, one of the things that is is fun to me in full circle at this moment is as many times as I have seen Jim T drive by on a golf cart, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not one of those guys to walk up and go, hey, this is, you know, right, that's right. not me. You know, you know that. Yeah. You know, when shit goes full circle... And we, cool. and we got a conversation with Jim T, you know. Well, uh, like the conversation with Don Hockle. Right. We start talking, and I'm like, well, holy shit. I, I didn't know who he was, you know. And right. You, yeah. It's kind of, it's, wow. Uh, it's full circle type it's, stuff. It's just one of those deals that, you know, when shit goes full circle, it goes full circle. Do you still wear the long yeah. hair? Yeah, I've been wearing braids for about, I don't know, nine years or something like that. But, yeah, I, I won't cut it. It kind of represents that I never, uh, I never really uh, became an accountant or something. You know? <laughs> right, there right. You go. And it flows so good with that Cadillac and the windows down, and going down the highway. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> fuck that Cadillac. It flows good in that old Chevy pickup he's got. Nah, I'll take the Eldorado. Nah, I'll take the Eldorado. <laughs> so one of the. So Mr. Go ahead, yeah. Jim. I was going to say, Mister Pat called me, and I was like, "What is Mister Pat calling me for? Am I in trouble?" And, and he said, it would not be Joe Nall without you and that golf cart and those flags and your big cowboy hat going down the road as fast as you can. Right. I was like, I can't believe I just got invited to Joe Nall by Mr. Pat. That's crazy. No, nobody, no higher standing individual can invite you to Joe Nall than Pat Hardness. I agree. Uh, I respect him completely. So, uh, one of the one of the songs I think of when I think of that Cadillac is uh, Eric Paisley on uh, his song Friday Night, and I'm sure you've watched that video or or listened to the song at least. He said, "Hell, I shot that video," <laughs> and, and he may he may have been a part of that, you know. But he he's an old old Cadillac, just about your era, you know. Right. So uh, you know. Uh, it's one of those deals, man. I look forward to the next Joe Nall to sit down and have a cold beer with you and sit have a drink in person, you know? Absolutely. Heck yeah. And, also, and man, people come up to me all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm nobody. I'm just uh, I'm just a dude that happens to be on the Internet. So I, I like talking to everybody at the show. In fact, Absolutely. my wife will say that when I come back from a show, I'm in like 
ten times a better move than when I left because I get to meet everybody. I agree. And, I and, agree. And that's one of the reasons we love doing what we do right here, you know, is we go to these shows and we meet everybody and we're just an ever we're just an average Joe showing up and having a good time, yeah. you know. It's kind of weird when when I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a degenerate, you know. And you go somewhere and people know you and you don't know them and it's yeah. right. Yeah. It's it's different. Uh but it's it's cool, man. It is. One thing that one thing that happened was uh you know, all I did was get on the internet and, and uh do reviews and stuff like that and that's kinda how everything started, but it, it there became became an assumption that I was a great pilot. Uh. I never said I was a great pilot. <laughs> I'm not a great pilot right now. I'm an average pilot, which I think is good. If you're gonna have a guy review a plane, I think he should be average. Otherwise, you got Stevie Ray Vaughan playing a guitar. You know, he's yeah. going to make any guitar sound. <laughs> yeah, he could pick up a fucking a shovel with strings on it and make it sound good, you know. But I'm just an average pilot. I've never gotten above average, and I'm cool with that, you know. So, it's all good. Um, i got a side story. Uh, I forget what made me think of this. Um, back when I was doing the music stuff, I worked at Inside Fame for CMT, which is where I got to meet a lot of people that old guys, old country guys, like, are dead now, but um, I got pulled into the owner's office, the president's office, and he said, Jim, I got to talk to you. You know, I uh, I can track your internet usage. And he said, I have conversations like this on a weekly basis uh, with people going to the wrong kinds of sites. And he said, uh, and this is kind of unique. Um, I've got a real problem with you because you're on RC sites almost all day long. <laughs> he said, what's wrong with you, man? You're not looking at girls or nothing. Later, I was out of there working for Hobby Lobby. So yeah. It worked out. Yeah. So who, who in your career of outside of, let's go to the music, who's the one person you met that you just, holy shit, that just really let you know that you're somewhere doing the right thing, you know what I mean? I have a Madonna story. I'll tell part of that. That was... Well, you know, I'm not going to tell that story. I'll tell you this story. <laughs> I, I worked with all these people, and I would call my dad, and I would say, Dad, I work with Madonna. I work with uh, Bruce Springsteen. My dad was never impressed. Never, never, never. So I did a movie with... Uh, and this is so old, y'all don't know who it is. It was... Uh, Oh man, Grizzly Adams! I know who that is. Oh yeah, I know who this Grizzly Adams. From the seventies, yeah, he had, he had the pet bear. He yeah. Had a pet bear, yeah, yeah. So, and I have some very interesting stories about Grizzly Adams that are highly inappropriate. We like inappropriate. Well, he was uh, he was on America Pickers not too long ago. Well, I say not too long ago. Hell, it might have been ten, fifteen years ago. But America Pickers stopped by his place. Oh, Grizzly Adams, and I don't know if he's still alive well, or he not. Was, he was in the hot rods, and uh, I can't tell this story about him, but I can tell you this. I sent a picture, after all these famous people, I sent a picture of me and Grizzly Adams that were holding my dad's double barrel 12-gauge, and my dad called me immediately, and he said, Boy, you finally made it. You're with Grizzly Adams, for God's sake. Hell yeah. But, uh, another thing that happened to me that I, I, I was telling my son is um, – I was working on a video for uh, Bruce Springsteen, and we had a 44 Magnum, and he was going to take this pistol and shoot a TV with it. And I was making the bullets look real, 
And uh, there was a guy standing over my shoulder, and I looked over, and it was uh, the, the boss. And this is in the 90s, so he's still, like, huge. And he goes, hey, nice gun. I was like, holy. The boss. The boss yeah. talking to me. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Man, it, it, it's one of those deals. And so when when you think about and I just want you to understand, when you think about dealing with some of those big names and some of those big peoples, that's how we feel right now. You right. know? Yeah, absolutely. And we're we're dealing with somebody who is I I mean I can't Dude, I envied I, I envied you back in the hobby lobby days and you know all that stuff. Like, man, this guy yeah. is is Making a living doing you know, exactly that I was ate so, up with it. So when, when you sit back and think, you know, how thankful you are to deal with people who you've dealt with, remember right. us little guys down here who are thankful for dealing with you. Yeah. And, man, that, that, that brings up something that I would like to know. So, like, for us or anybody aspiring to do anything in this hobby, you know, you got any words of encouragement or, or, or maybe some uh, some knowledge you could lay on us? I tell you what, and this goes for everything, your whole life. My my daughter asked me this, and I said, "My, if I have one trick in life, it's that I treat everybody I meet like they're a good friend of mine." Absolutely, it's yep. never. It's never done me wrong. Uh, if I'm at the florist buying flowers for my wife, or if I'm at the grocery store, if I'm talking to you, I will talk to you like we're good friends. And I learned that from my dad. And um, that—that's the number one thing to having a good time in life. The second thing is—is is your word is everything, and you definitely need to stand by it. And uh, you know, it's—it's tr- it's tricky sometimes being yourself and and, and uh, having as good a time as you can and not going too far. But um, I don't know. I guess treating people like they're your friends and uh, and, and standing by your word—that'd be my two number number biggest things to, to put out there absolutely well, right i i guarantee you that's something uh i think in our position that's something that all three of us learn on a steadily occasion and, and it's not necessarily keeping our word because we keep our word i mean what we do generally happens but sometimes we occasionally drop the ball and it's unintentional but it happens right. <laughs> you know but then we're also called the scrap pile, you know? I mean, you got to scoot the shit out of the scrap pile every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> got to dig through it a little bit to find what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. You know, we have met some amazing people uh, through doing this. Uh, Jason Don Hockle, you know, Joe Vermillion, Boss USA, he's been on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Me oh. The, Me, yeah, Joe, all, yeah. all these people that we know, you know, it, it's all part of the fun. And I mean, if you would have told me a year ago, I'd be sitting out down with Jim T. Graham. I'd have, whatever, dude. Whatever. It's kind of surreal. It well, is. It's really surreal. Get ready for this. When you do go to Joe Nall and you, and you get some more podcasts under your belt, uh, people are going to come up and, and shake your hand and, and tell you how they appreciate it. And then you'll know how it feels. It's pretty amazing. It's it. It's good. Uh, That's it, for sure. Uh, absolutely. We have experienced a small portion of that, and it's 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 really surreal. You I'm know, a, I, I'm gonna tell you. You ever plan a trip to Oklahoma or back home or something? You need to let us know. That way, we can at least making a you know have a good time. Do you still I'll have Do you still have, have family down in Denison? 
Yeah, my brother's still down there. My mom's got a place on the lake. And uh, we still run Graham International. My dad uh, started that when I was born, so that dealership's 55 years old now. Wow. So, I have to tell you, I uh, I work for Summit Truck Group, which is an international dealer, you know, kind of north of where y'all are at. Right. You know, which uh, I, I've bought parts from Graham International, and, and, and it all makes sense now. It's all full circle. Yeah. Little did you know. Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. That That is awesome. Yeah. Next time Clint orders from up there, he's going to be like, I know Jim T. Graham. I'm going to need he, this overnight. He said, Jim told me I'd get a 10% discount. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do- try that. My, bro- my brother might do it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know Billy Hale. You start dropping some stuff, some, some behind-the-scenes stuff. It might work out. Yeah. You know, that, that's pretty cool because if I ever need to go to Texas and get a job, I can probably go to work for your dealership. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'll put in a good word for you. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I might have to hold that my over. Brother, I might have to hold that over my, my boss's head. Oh, yeah. I, I, I take care of our dealership here in Oklahoma City as far as the shop goes. So I'm I'm – Fully versed in bullshit, <laughs> and I will I will back Clint up on this, man. Uh, if you need somebody with an amazing work ethic, this dude will take care of you. His customer service skills might be a little bit on the different side. No, but no, no. no. I've met truckers. <laughs> no, he said I've no. Met I'm, truckers. Clint's not a trucker. He's yeah. not a meat servo. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, I sell parts, brother. That's what I do. Yeah. He's good hey, man, at it too, man. Part, I, I was raised to be a parts man. I, I was raised on the parts counter. That's my first job. Look at this guy. He yeah. knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing we, we haven't talked about is RC groups. Yeah. Let's hear it, man. Yep. Sure. Got anything you want to talk about, just bring it up. We get All off I on tangents. Say is, uh, they brought me in and kind of set me loose. And RC groups has been my baby for 15 years, 14 years. And uh, I've had a lot of time to think about what am I doing here? Because I'm at an age now where RC groups might be my whole thing, you know, uh, my life's work in a way, because I'm not sure what I'll be doing for the next (laughs) 20 years before I skip. But um, every day I'm like, what can I do today? I actually have to think about it the night before. What will I do tomorrow on RC groups? And I'm always trying to serve not only the users, because, you know, those are the folks that are on the site, but there's also the RC companies and the RC companies are what give us all the things that allow us to have our hobby. So yep. I'm working with RC companies to help them do the very best they can out there in this crazy market that we're in right now. And then, uh, giving the users all the information they have. And really, I, I've never been really very serious about anything my whole life. And I am super serious about this in the last few years because I think it's important. And if I could say something to you guys, it would be uh, my big thing is shine a light on the hobby and all the positive aspects and, and just make sure we're doing right uh, for the future generations of guys that want to fly RC yep. like us. Absolutely. Hey, would you mind, and, and would it be okay to uh, push this episode on RC groups? I don't know about the cussing. So oh, yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're yeah, right. He's right. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Uh, it would go against some of the rules, and a moderator could jump it. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I don't moderate the side 
anymore. I gave it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard on a hard on a person. So absolutely. I, don't I just do my thing now, which is awesome. Well, we've got a pretty small group, and we've got, uh, I think, six admin on there. And it, it even in a small group, it's hard to keep it's up with. It's a handful sometimes. It's a handful yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Somebody's always butthurt. <laughs> Wears me out. Yeah. So, well, in, in saying that, and you have, to, you have to excuse me, I took a one-minute walk over there. When it, when it comes to supporting the people who support us, you know, and I think this kind of touches back to what Jim just said. We got a guy sitting in here with us tonight listening, you know, and just kind of hanging out. So one of my favorite things is when we get these random boxes, you know, that we don't know about or, you know, shit rolls in or this, that, and the other. There's other other random stuff we got to play also, but we can do that. Yeah, we'll do that after the break. (laughs) Uh, but I gotta make mention to Red Wing RC. Yeah, old Jeff out there, man. Thank you. Jeff, Greg Kenya, Greg sitting here with us tonight, Greg's you know. Up. Oh, white boy Rick. Yeah. <laughs> white boy Rick. He, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so Jim, when you're, when you're sitting around, you know, and I think, I think you're added into our group. I don't know if you are or not. If not, I'll I add, am. if not, I'll add you in real quick. I assure you. But, uh, you know, uh, we have a gentleman sitting in here tonight with us, Greg Kenya. Man, this guy, he's as good as it gets. He's yeah. he's as solid a person as it gets. And one hell of a pilot. Military member. Military he, member. Thank you thing. for your service, yeah. Greg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he's congratulations on your blushing. promotion this week. You Tech know? Sergeant, Tech man. Tech Sergeant Kenya. Wow. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's amazing the people that we have met and we deal with dealing with this yeah you know the world got smaller and it continues to you know Absolutely. i mean shit guys we got jim t on the phone dude you know? that, it's blowing my mind right now yeah. you know but at the end of the day be sure and check out everything everybody does we're all here to support this hobby that we're enjoying right Absolutely. that brings us all close to be friends you know and man speaking of support our buddy rc deal has been blowing up you guys have been buying stuff and absolutely and keep going absolutely we appreciate it man my whole email is buddy rc referral orders <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> we're, we're big fans of buddy rc for sure yeah 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 they're good they're good uh good yeah. people man oh yeah tj williams the man i mean I, I started following that guy when i got into this hobby that's you know, right. <laughs> you know, fight. And, yeah, fight and this is a dude that hit up on the phone and be like, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. right. how you like the new house, man? Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so when we say next time you're in Texas, if you're within two hours of coming and sitting on a show with us, man, come on. Yeah. Or hell, if he's Denison, that's right close to Babe's chicken dinner house. Oh, man. <laughs> that's worth <laughs> it to Are go you to Babe's. Out to the, ranch? the what's that? We'll have you out to the ranch. We still have that exotic animal ranch. I don't know how many exotics are left on it, but but the property. Did, is still did y'all there. ever deal with the uh, what? What's his name? Joe Exotic. Did you Joe ever deal exotic? with Joe Exotic? Yeah. The exotic animal trades. My mom says that she was aware of him. We had our own exotic experiences like that of uh, notorious people. Later, I knew him as little as a little kid. If you Google some of the guys that we bought our animals from, man. It was all shady business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buying them's one thing. The way you treat them and raise them's another. You know what I mean? Right. 
I've always wondered, man, do I weigh enough or a, a least amount that I could ride an ostrich? Because I think that would be hilarious. Oh, no, ostrich will kill you quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll get you with those claws in their feet. I never mess with an ostrich. Right. We used to sit on top of the barn and drop down on, uh, we had Hereford uh, cattle. And we'd wait for a Hereford to go by, and then we'd jump on it and see how far we could ride it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty, uh, there was no internet, see? Yeah, right, yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. Hereford cattle and uh, buffalo were the, were the fun. I had an uncle that uh, raised Santa Gertrudis cattle and those things, man. You could. Oh, what? Santa Gertrudis? I don't, I don't know. Am I saying it right? I may, no, I may or not. not. Yeah. But, uh, man, like show animals, like these were beautiful, beautiful big, cows. Big money cows. Big money cows. Yeah. And, uh, he ended cow. up deciding to, to get out of it and everything like that and ended up selling them. And the dude that bought them slaughtered them, dude. And he was so upset about it. I think that happened to a lot of people with ostriches, too. Yeah. That was going to be like the next big red meat, wasn't it? I don't know. I've had ostrich and it's well, amazing. It tastes great. That and the herfalo. Herfalo. Uh, which everybody yep. was going to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of—it's hard to. Uh... So we, we had a Hereford bull named Billy, and Billy uh, liked to jump the fence, and Billy impregnated half of our buffaloes. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, one of the buffalo cows was having trouble because uh, their hips are narrow and a Hereford's head's big, and so my dad—I like, like got narrow that, hips. That calf, calf out of that buffalo, and that mama wouldn't have any. This, this story is not too long. That mama wouldn't have anything to do with that herfalo. So we named that herfalo Burford. Burford the Herford the Herfalo. Herfalo. We bottle fed him. Yeah. He got as big as a Ford truck, this thing. Holy and shit. since we bottle fed him, he wasn't afraid of us. And uh, I came home from school one day, and we were eating steaks. And Dad said he, he heard thunder, and it was uh, sunny outside. And he couldn't figure out what was going on. And he said, uh, Burford the Herfalo was rocking the above-ground fuel tank until he tipped it over and uh, and it fell into the creek. Oh, and he shit. said he shot it with the three fifty seven. and he said, that's what we're eating for dinner tonight. Yo! <laughs> I had raised that animal myself. I had raised that animal. I, I couldn't eat steak for like 48 hours after that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was a whole two days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's uh what's the hobby shop in Norman? Hobby Hobby Town, USA. Hobby Town. Yep. Uh well Billy man, you got any you got any more cool stories you want to get out here before uh we go to a break or anything? I have about eight thousand, so I think I better stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see well. that that's the problem is man, I I wanna hear all of them. Yeah. What are right. you doing about a month from now? Maybe we just have a standing uh standing call for this yeah. guy. Yeah. A round two. <laughs> a round two, yeah. yeah. I want and one of the these to be in person. Is, uh, I have stories that can only be told around fires. So right. I'll we'll have to well, meet up at Joe and I'll give you the, the stories that can't be said on there. Absolutely. Well, hey, if you get in this area, you let us know, because I would love to do one of these in person with you sitting down. It's a totally different experience. That sounds good. So, in other words, get home for a minute and uh, just, yeah. drive, just drive a couple hours up north and drive that old caddy and uh, let's have a visit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, you can't beat that old caddy. I'll sit in the back. I'm cool with that. I'm not even going to sit in it. He'll put me in the trunk, <laughs> man. Well, I'm all right with that. Dude. Yeah, we yeah. can both get in the trunk. Right, yeah. <laughs> he said he had a 40 glow plane just sitting in the trunk of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That's a land yacht. Jim T., we sure appreciate you being on with us tonight. Absolutely, man. Thank you for taking time out. This has been a great experience. I appreciate you thinking of me. And uh, I will keep up with you guys. And, and while I'm over here turning and burning, I'll uh, I'll be listening to your podcast. Well, man, we, we appreciate definitely appreciate it, brother. that. And if you need anything right. from us, be sure and hit us up, okay? That's right. I, I'll do it. Y'all have a great weekend. All right, Jim. Right. Well, Thanks, we'll buddy. at you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. This Welcome Back is brought to you by Fortitude RC. That's F-O-U-R-T-I-T-U-D-E-R-C dot com. Use code Welcome Back for 10% off your purchase. Hello? Hi. You thought you could dodge us, didn't you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I, I have one thing to say. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Don Hockle on the line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jason, by the way, I think uh, legally we're supposed to tell you that this call is being recorded. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, you see, here's the problem. is we got to have a proper shit show. And I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to tell you right now, Jim T. Graham is as good as it gets. I thank you for that connection. Yeah, thank you for setting us up with that, man. He spoke highly of you, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? Oh, yeah, we're here. Are you? Well, I'm sorry. My phone was cutting it out. Did, did I hook you up properly? Yeah, yes. absolutely. absolutely. Did he tell you some shit that you don't need to know? No. No, he was saving those for Joe Nall next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? Sleeping? It sounds like you're fucking asleep. That ain't right. That's not proper. No, I'm watching a movie with an old lady. Oh. What no, movie? That's why I it took know. two calls. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said I, was, I was dozing off. Yeah. yeah, he was dozing off. That's what that equates to in my mind. <laughs> you no, know, I was counting how many beers I had left in the fridge. Yeah. Luckily, I went to the to the store earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that was Don Hockle two calls right there, man. To yeah. <laughs> he didn't answer the first call, but he did the second. He was like, oh, well, these, it was yeah. a bad signal. He's like, these fuckers need me. The bad, yeah. <laughs> the bad part is the first one we weren't even recording. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't even have called back. Oh, actually, the first one was, uh, what the hell is that? And then I saw it was Casey. I'm like, and then I pieced it together. Oh, shit, it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are up to something. Have we met? No, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you guys are up to something. He said, so yeah. We you got Jim T on there. Huh? Yeah, Jim Absolutely. T was on. Dude, that was a great time, man. I'm going to tell you right now, that dude's good as gold. And, and so here's my problem. I learned a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's my problem. I don't know if that guy drinks or not. He was drinking oh, something. He does. Don't, yeah, don't worry. He yeah. said, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So my, uh, and, it's, it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. And, and I've never, ever met him where I didn't have a beer in my hand because he gave it to me. Right. He did say, I was like, hey, can we post this up on RC groups? He was like, 
and with the illicit, yeah, okay, the explicit well, that's stuff. You know, that's how you know you did a good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about the podcast that we do. Oh, man. You know, I, I don't want to post it. You know, you share it out. You have some fun. Talk about the past. Talk about the present. Whatever. Hey, guys, hang on just a second. All right. One. <laughs> That's how you know it's real, right there, folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. No, you're good. That's awesome. We're having, we're having uh, babysitter issues. Ah, uh, shit happens. Well, man, we didn't want to keep you on a Friday night. We just uh, we were thinking about you and really appreciate what you've done for us in the last uh, couple of months here. And man, appreciate you, Jason. You're a good dude, bro. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you got him on there. And hopefully he didn't throw me under the bus too hard like the axle hit my head. Well, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you'll just have to wait and see. You'll just have to wait and see. Couple weeks, yep. brother. You got a week and a half, two weeks. You'll hear. All right, man. Go back to your yeah. movie. Yeah, we'll holler at you. We're gonna finish this All up. Right. See you, Jason. Later, boys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we jacked up date night. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the shit we come up with, dude! It's ridiculous. I, that break was pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, here's man. the problem. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Here's the problem: is that all these people think we take like a two minute break? No, no, it's not a two minute break. And they have no even remote idea on what we do. On break. Absolutely. So if you guys listen to the show, check out our Facebook group. If you're not on the face, or you know, listen to the show. It's good. If you want to, do it. We got a voicemail to deal with real quick. Oh, yeah. Give me that. I'll set up the voicemail. On mine? Where's mine at? On the... Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I thought you grabbed mine. My bad. Um, hey, Greg, is my phone down there, bro? It was... Oh, there it is. Larry's got it. All right, man. So we got voicemail this week. As as usual, no pre-screening. We have no idea. Not even a remote clue other than who yep. it is. And it's one of those deals, absolutely. You call in, you leave a voicemail, it's going to get played. Well, here's my problem. Is who's pl- who sent us a voicemail... I'm I'm almost sketched out about. Right, I can. Now, here's one thing that we can see is we know who sent us the voicemail. So, right. All right. So here we go. Here Here we go. Here's voicemail. What's up, guys? T.R. Miller from the great state of Wisconsin. Well, I liked last week's guest. I gotta say, I'm not a big fan of the uh, censorship. Uh, Just didn't hit the same. That being said, uh, I wanted to share this with you. Grumpy, uh, grumpy cat frog ass, uh, Mr. Clint. Thank you. 
<laughs> Grumpy cat frog ass. T.R. Miller, we we uh we wanted to clean that show up because we did have a 14 year old guest on the show, and uh, you know we do get some emails about us being a little too graphic and harsh at times. I don't think we're going to make any changes to the deal, but just to uh, you know be respectful to the guest that we had on, we were, we were trying to be straight. I, I'm gonna tell you right now that was one of the most fun shows that we have done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on here, guys. We apologize. It's been a long time, but and it reminded me of hanging out with my dad, you know. And at the same time, my dad he never made his friends censored, right? You know, so well, man. I'll I'll be honest. What got to me is I talked to Brian a little bit, you know, off air and things like that. And uh, dude, that guy could like recite our shows verbatim. And yeah. I, I kind of feel bad about <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe being a little hardcore for the, like for the Brian's youngins. I feel like a little more wholesome at 14 than I was. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian's a good kid, and uh, apparently yeah. he's getting a little bit of an education. And uh, hopefully uh, you know the difference to how to turn that switch off and on, Brian. Let's just let let's well, just that that's when you know you're a professional. Right, but at yeah. the end of the day, his, his father still hangs out with us when we're at the flying yeah. field. I mean... He understands that, uh, and, and that guy, he lets go. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I it's, a su- it's a solid part of our RC family. Oh, That's absolutely. a fact. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, and I gotta bring this up when it comes to our page right now. You know, if you hadn't listened to our podcast, maybe you should, number one. And number two, don't report our shit. Well, if you've been in the group for four days and you report something, we put you in the Karen file and you're gone. So I think the deal is. Well, here's the deal. If they listen to the the group, but they ain't listen to the show. Yeah, they ain't listen to the show. Which I mean, which that's fine. I've had my ass chewed a number of times for some of the language and this, that, and the other, which is whatever. And here this guy, here this guy goes deep throat in a bottle. You would never. You didn't. You, you, didn't, you didn't get far enough, Craig. If that's what yeah. hit your gla- gag reflex, you could never impress me, sir. Yeah, just right. go ahead and put that out. Uh, I don't. Date, I don't you date, know, uh, and it, and it's not that we, uh, uh, man, we're having an open conversation about what we're doing. So uh, I apologize if you get upset. That's on you. Don't report our shit. Well. <laughs> What they don't know is they're reporting our shit to us. <laughs> right. And we have the call to make whether, all right, that was a little too far or bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I booted one this week. Which, Did really, you? we're doing yeah. good. We've had this group going for a year now, and we've only booted two people. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Why are you deep trying to even remotely deep throat? Are you going to deep throat Matt later or something? Maybe. So we had Don Hockle on the phone, man. We got some buddies in the studio. Yeah, we got the uh, Clay got, Ricks. Uh, now, hold on. <laughs> we now, got, hold we on. got Clay Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> we got the GK Shuffle. The yep, GK Shuffle. The GK Shuffle. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't nothing like GK Shuffle with a cub. Yep. Right down the runway. And the partner's back there on the casting couch hanging out with Kirk. Absolutely. Yeah. Cubs don't flat spin very well. Well, I think you're wrong. 
<laughs> well, they under, flat spin really under good. Underpower Cubs don't flat spin very yeah, well. They don't come out of it very hey, well. Yeah. Hey, that's, yeah, okay, yeah. so I, I'm going to have to back up on myself just a little bit. Hey, hand me a beer before you get too involved. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's some milk in there. Why is there milk in there? That's for his kids, For man. the baby. I didn't put it in there, just so you know. It was going to spoil if you didn't. That would have been a bad deal. Oh, yeah. I so, I, I have listened to Bjorn on tuning a DLE 20. I have had specific instructions. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I had one running the other day following his direction. That was... It was running good. It was, it was well, running Let me real ask good. you a question. I, I couldn't make it out that day. Was it running on stock muffler or did he fix that pipe? Stock muffler. Did it take out that burble? Uh, we were almost out of the burble. I mean, uh, dude. Uh, that one runs good. It run good until the carburetor hosed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time I turn around, something with a DLE 20 takes a shit. So... The carburetor did come apart. Uh, it did in multiple pieces. I seen it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he did order a genuine Walbro for it. So as soon as it all comes in, we're going to build it and we're going to try again. So that the cup I got off Renee, that was one of the. I know how to fix that now. But that had a DLE carb on it, and the the. Uh, it has nothing to do with the carburetor. So just to let you know, the one that was underpowered that I had. That did have a Walbro carburetor, and it wasn't pap, 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 pap. It just didn't have enough oomph to it, unless... I know how to fix it. You just have to let me get to it. All right. Because that one that was on that airplane, dude, that dude flew good. It was smooth. It would start. I mean... Idled really well. Idled really nice. I mean, I... I Very I uncharacteristic it, of a DLE-20. Especially in my dealings. Yeah. But... I've also taken notes from Bjorn on how to tune one properly. So, I want to get hold of another one. and I've got one for you. Uh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get hold of another one and see what I can make happen. Okay. All I got to do is fix a cub. It'll take me 20 minutes. It's ready to go. I'm in. I'm in too. I don't know what's on that. Th- what's on the next victim. DLE 55. No. No? It's not even a DLE. I got lied to. What? I don't think. I don't really. I, I, I don't think that's a DLE. I think it's a. Uh, on the on the Cetabria? Yeah. I think it's a. Either man- way, the thing's going in realistically after about 10 flights. So does it, does it really matter? I mean. Well. I don't know, man. I don't think you're going to whack this one as easy as you think you are. I'm going to have some fun with it. I think it's going to be full send, and I think it's going to be epic. Satabria isn't decathlon nearly the same shit. No. I I said nearly. I've flown both of them in the past, and, I mean, there's not much difference. It's way different than a Cub, but in a good way (laughs) for me personally. That thing, I'll get it out of a flat spin whenever. Absolutely. I flew – I've been – and that's what's in my van for tomorrow. You know, when I get up, I have some work I have to do in the morning, obviously. You know, I can't just be there. But uh, when I get there, I'll have the old decathlon out and just having a good old time. What time are you going to be able to make it out there? 
I don't know. I'm hoping by three. That's about, yeah, I'll be there by then. I really hate that I'm not going to be able to make it. Every time, man, every time we got to fly in or something set up, you got some I got to work. some bullshit you got to do to make money. Yeah. Kind it's of a bullshit, bullshit to do to pay bills, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, it's a good thing, though. I'm That's absolutely good. a good thing. I'm pumped on this absolutely. project. I don't know if I should even post pictures and tell no, people what I'm doing. No, it's just no, cool no, stuff, no. man. No, what? Give it a week. Yeah. And let it get up and let it get. Right. I, I mean, I don't think people understand how amazing that is. No, it. I mean, I just how many people? I don't. How many people's had dinner with the gaming commissioner? That's all I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't intentional. It just kind of yeah. happened that way. Even better, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, She's a sweet lady. Let's just put it that way. Oh, boy. So at the end of the day, we have a lot positive going on right now. Uh, we are definitely on the upswing, and at the end of the day, we couldn't do it without you guys. Right. I think sure. I said it earlier in the show, man. You guys have been, like, buying a bunch of stuff from Buddy RC, and we see that. They see that, and it, it just helps us all out, man. We're, we're greatly appreciative of that. And always make sure and check the show notes. Why is why are you yelling? Gosh dang, I'm over here trying to talk and we need to introduce Matt. Yeah. We might need to get Matt a seat. Alright, well let me finish what I was saying while they're yeah, getting set up. Alright. But uh always check the show notes, man. There's discounts in there for you guys, help you guys out a little bit. It helps support the show and we definitely appreciate it, man. You know, if you want to sponsor us, there's a link in there as well. So be sure and hit us up and uh we're, we would like to what introduce you now going on here? to the partner. I guess Clint, Clint's a fucking director now, yeah. dude. He's just, yeah. he's just like air traffic here. control. He's pointed, hey, runway here, one, here come are, on. Here we are. Here we are. Go, yeah. go. Yeah. Hey. Here we are. We're, uh, we're turning it over to Yeah, to, yeah. yeah. Like, Matt Seibach, the partner. Clint, what, you what you got, got Matt? Yeah. Yeah. What's happening, guys? How y'all doing this evening, man? So Matt was supposed to be on a show a long time ago when we had William Perry on the show. He's William Perry's partner. Right. You're a Why am I a fuck? <laughs> All right. Sorry, Matt. We're going to cut you off for a second because I need to know why I'm a fuck. Why am I a fuck? Is it Clint? Because you're the guy who introduces everybody every time. And when I introduced he's ready him. To introduce him. And you're, you're being a fuck. You was acting like the kid. Mom's over here making macaroni and cheese, and you're over there tugging on her apron going, Mom, when's it ready? Mom, is it ready? It's ready. Make Mom, make me a bowl. Mom, make me a bowl. Well, he needs to make a bowl of macaroni and cheese and introduce Matt properly. Well, hey, man, here's the deal. This guy can't do it. No, I was trying to think sponsors. He can't fucking that, do it. Hey, there are sponsors that actually make this show go down. I was trying to take care of them. It's not anything against uh, Matt. Uh, yeah, here we go. Yep, here we go. Uh, here we go. It's another Friday night uh, in the Scrap Pile Studio. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what I was in for when I got here. But, yeah. You know, it's well, all good. How is it? How has it been, Matt? From a from a first time guy hanging out, what do you think about all this? Man, I'm not surprised, but uh, I'm really happy. It's like meeting your hero, you know. It's like when you're not <laughs> let down, you know. Obviously, like, he's it, it talking was, about it, Clint Trow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not a letdown. It was not yeah. A letdown. <laughs> oh man, as he opens a big oh, can shit. of natural light, I love it. Natty. Yeah. <laughs> Natural light. This guy cracks me up because he shows up and he's got like some Eagle Rare. 
And then he went to the liquor store and picked up probably another $100, $150 bottle worth, you know, with a whiskey. I was thirsty. And he's over here he drinking. I was thirsty. But he drinks natural light. Hey, I gotta wash it down with something. I can't afford anything else after I get out of liquor oh, store. Geez. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Again, when you get down to it, guys. Speaking of heroes. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you get down to it, it is such a good time. You know, we have met so many amazing people doing what we do here. Absolutely. Unless I've never, I'd mad to list. I've Absolutely. never walked away from a podcast going, Well, that was fucking no, Bro. not at all, dude. It's always been like, holy shit, did we really do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. We was talking earlier. I've literally lost thousands of dollars by not making it into work on Saturday. Right. Because of a Friday podcast. Dude, it's bad. Like, when I'm working with clients or a boss or whatever, I'm like, well, Friday nights are off limits. And like, Saturdays what a- before noon are iffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Yeah. I got, dude, I got to roll out super early in the morning. Yeah, me too. I got to roll out and before I, y'all even. I'll be so, at work before y'all even wake Here's up. my problem. Here's my problem with the whole situation. I think we're going to touch on the same thing here. Oh, yeah, absolutely we are. Every time Casey or I say, dude, we got to have an early night. We got to be good. This has got to be, be good. We got to have out. an early yeah. night. No. No, no. Never. It always turns into a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. That's average. 3 a.m. is about an average. Yeah, yeah. So the last time we said, dude, we got to have an early night and we got to be right and this, that, and the other, we closed the titty bar down. Yeah. Yeah. And then when when they ate breakfast, I got home like at 3 4 o'clock. What's the problem? I was supposed to be at work at 6. Oh. What? Didn't have government so <laughs> right. So man, I work with a 22 year old kid, right? And uh, he's going with me on this job that we're doing this weekend. And uh, he said, "Man, uh, what time you think we're going to get up in the morning?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. We need to be we need to be like on the road by seven seven thirty. He's like, "All right, cool." He goes, "Man, what time what time you think you're going to go to bed or whatever?" And I was like, "Dude, usually on Friday nights it's like four or five o'clock in the morning." <laughs> And he's like, do what? You know, it's like he didn't believe me. Just tell him he's driving. Yeah, that's exactly how that's going down. I'm showing up to the shop and everything like that. We're going to load everything up with my hand in my keys like, you're driving. Yeah. (laughs) The sad part part is he's done that to me. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) That's, That's what we do. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love what we do. I don't know how we're getting away with it. It's the greatest. It's the greatest thing I've ever done, man. It's good times. Know, but, uh, well, I've done a lot of cool things, but man, this is I've had a lot this, better this ranks in the so, top two. Well, most of the other times it beat these. It's highly illegal. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which some of the after hours and not on the show is yeah might be in that illegal. There's category. lists that Clint could have joined. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Maybe. He almost got a stamp on his driver's license a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. He got that red flag on his address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. What are you talking about? It's been about? a year, probably. Uh, it hasn't been a year. Yeah, it has. It hasn't been a year? It's been yeah. a long time. No, it hasn't. It's been like a month and a half. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're drawing stuff. No, it's, it it was before winter. 
some Greg Kenya artwork. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was before yeah. Halloween. Last it wasn't year. before Halloween. Yeah, absolutely, it was. I don't. I don't know. Clint thinks he knows what we're talking about, but he doesn't know what we're talking about. Absolutely, I do. No, you don't. We're not. We're not talking about the rap show. Then what are we talking about? Last weekend at uh, Mama Lou's. Yeah, I mean that that could have that <laughs> the could've... weekend before that at Mama Lou's. Right. <laughs> Two weeks. The weekend prior before to that, that in the, in the in the common area at the studio. I mean, uh, you're fucked up. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you your are. memory is fucked up. No, it's not. It's on video. I'm not talking about what's on video. I saved you. You're welcome. Uh, 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 no, you uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was over here beating people off with cameras. I'm like, hey, don't don't do it. I said, I, I did. Did I just say beating people off with cameras? Yes. Was, yeah, that's wow. I, that's Kanye's job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. In your I, in your eyes, I told what matters. Yeah. <laughs> so how did I do anything wrong? You didn't. Okay then. I'm talking about pissing in the middle of the freaking road facing the cop shop right across the street. Off the yeah. cop shop a hundred yards away and you got your little weenus out. Yeah, and I'm talking about like we're right next to a school. Hell we're in a school building. We're within enough feet that you're gonna get a red dot on your address. That's it. Sex offender stamp. So I don't know how true this is, but I got a buddy at work whose buddy's a cop. And he told me, if you're ever in a situation where you have to piss on the side of the road, pull them all the way down, squat down like you're taking a shit. Law states, and I don't know, this is just what I heard, law states that taking a shit is an emergency. They can't get you for shitting on the side of the road. But if they get you pissing, you're gone. Yeah. So just squat down, <laughs> tuck it between your fucking legs. I'm and, not yeah. a squat to pee. Yeah. Well, neither am I, but I'm not a sex offender neither. Right. I'm not either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're real close. <laughs> no. I've got, I've got some endorsements on my license. That's yeah. not one I want. Yeah. Now, hey, back I don't to know the. How you figure if, that. If, if the right Chevy Trailblazer pulled out of the cop shop over there, you would have been. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't drive Chevys. What is that? Those are Chevys. No, they're Ford Explorers, dickhead. Oh, okay. Whatever. I, don't I, I was taking a leak. I could turn around real quick. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Subject change. Where are we going from here, man? We want to thank sponsors. Are we done? What are we doing? I think we should. We got Greg Kenya over here sucking on his Eve. We need to thank sponsors. So let's start with our new one, man. Red Wing RC, old Jeff over there, man. Check them out. RedWingRC.com. Red Wing. They, dude, they've we got, got some good promotional videos coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, Probably not. My head yeah. still hurts. Yeah, we're working on the promo pack right now. Really set off my tinnitus. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I'm amazed at what I could talk you guys into. It's actually Jeez. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy. Hey, I'm just saying. I just lay it out there. What's funny is I was walking up the stairs and I saw that helmet and that dumpster, and I was like. Dude, we need that. And then Kirk showed up. We're standing out there, and he goes, dude, there's a helmet in there. You need that. And I'm like, all right, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's got Red Wing stickers all over it, and we're making videos. Well, Check the Facebook page. That's right. So you, you've got the list of sponsors. 
What are you pointing at me for? Use your words. Let's give him a ring. You think yes. so? He yeah. asked. Yeah. He actually messaged me earlier. Yeah. Let's give and him asked. a ring. Somebody right. was on break. Somebody, I, my phone's about dead. Right? Mine too. All right, I got him. I got him. I, well, I don't. I don't have his number. No, I got it. Hang on. <laughs> Rod Elliott sent me a freaking message on Messenger. Says you guys yeah. are fucking nut jobs. You guys are. Nut yeah. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> have we met? Oh, that's right. We have. Oh yeah. Packages in the mail, Rod. I don't want a message. I want to call. call. See, this is a problem with old people and technology. We don't know how to use this stuff. Oh, I figured. All right, so uh, hang on one second. Let me get this phone call set up. Here we go. It's not ringing. You can't hear it? Uh-uh. It's calling. It's calling. Well, it's not ringing yet. It'll start counting down when it rings. What a pile. There it is. Yeah. Yo. What are you doing, boy? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Hey, well, so hold on, Wayne Wagner. Are we ready? One, two, three. You're up. <laughs> Am I the random phone caller? One uh, of. No, you hit us up. There's no random about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows what we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if he don't, he should. So I guess at this point, as a legal disclaimer, we have to let you know that this call is being recorded. Do what? I said, as a legal disclaimer, we have to let you know that this call is being recorded. Oh, all right. You'll never guess who's here with us. CFH. Nah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, are you kidding me? Hold on. Well, Wayne, it's been brought to my attention that there's an event that you kind of want to pump up. So what you got, man? Hold on. What do you mean, hold on? This is live, dude. You can't hold on. All right. Talk to me again. Let's hear about this event that you got going on. The event, oh yeah, the Warbirds and Jets over the Pop Jacks. It's going to be September 25th and 26th. Working on a pretty good size raffle so far. So. Did you say Pump Jack? What the fuck's a Pump Jack? You know, the thing that sucks the oil out of the hole. There's people in this world that don't know what a pump jack is. Yeah, sucks the oil out of the hole. People that ain't from the fucking oil fucking region of the world. You said in this room. I said world. You said room. I did not. No, you said room. You know what the great thing about this argument is? It's fucking recorded, Clint Tro. And you said room. I said world. Not world. I said world. You're fucked up. I said world. He said world. No, he didn't. It's recorded. It's How much recorded. You want to put on it. 
I don't give two shits. You said how much you want? Broom. I'm willing to bet money. Hey, Clint, the sky's blue. You okay. said purple. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, oh, so, warbirds over pump jacks. Yeah. Because you literally have to fly around one on our field. How many times have you hit that one? It's not a I tree. Got close a couple of times. It's yeah. Not a tree, so I'm good. Gee. <laughs> Clint's losing it. He doesn't even know what to say. He's speechless at this point. He's tired of arguing. Clint rubbed off on Larry, and he smacked a tree too. Yeah, goddamn! Is 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 the air is the airplane man? It wasn't I, me. No. Hey, no. Hey, Wayne. You're fucked up. You are fucked up. There's a whole goddamn line of trees out there, and you fucking hit it. I don't know. I'm 50-50 on this, because half of it, I think, might have been Larry, but the other half, I don't know where Wayne gets these uh, tree magnets from, but, dude, his planes have all got them. That wasn't the first tree that airplane hit. He flew the airplane into the tree. And we had a doctor explain this to all of us. Not my problem. <laughs> you fucked up. It's, it's that simple. You fucked up. Hey, she's back going strong, man. That old RV Ford. Kinda. Carbon, you carbon fiber. You goddamn wing tube. Let's talk about that. <laughs> You're not kidding. Yeah. Big hate. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's a second wing tube on that plane. Well, guess what? It's got a carbon fiber tube now that'll never happen again. Now the wings leave. Nice. No. It's got good wing bolts. <laughs> you need to put some yeah, nose weight in that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What are you doing, I man? I know I am. Cut. He, no more. Oh, we got to no cut more. him off. No more. Dude, here's what's funny, dude. When he's sober, he refers to himself in third person of the frog. Yeah. Now, he's just like, <laughs> bro, you're fucked up. Now he is the frog. He is the frog. Yeah. It's no reference he's no more. He's trying to be an adverb. <laughs> yeah. is, that like, is that like one of those he him deals or what? What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Use your pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, for all you listeners that don't know, there is a Clint Tro fan club out there. Yes, that you can join. The Tros. The Troies. <laughs> yeah, it's Troies. It's Troies. Eh? Yeah, it's Troies. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Troies. So check it out. And I do not understand how I am the guy who gets a fan club out of all of it. Dude, I explained this to you like a couple of nights ago. Matt's right. Start a ceremony every year. You, know, you win the Troy Award. The Tro the Troy Award. Award. <laughs> How, what, huh. what's the criteria? I don't even want to. I, I think the criteria is, you're fucked up! You're fucked up! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sitting there eating a hamburger with ketchup on it, telling everybody else they're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need mustard and double onions. You're dipping his steak in ketchup, telling yeah. everybody else they're fucked up. Yeah. Now, now hold up, hold up, hold up. Why would you dip your steak in ketchup? <laughs> I'm just saying. That's I mean, just that's a good reference. Shit, that's some shit you'd do. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you know better than that. This motherfucker uses Montreal steak seasoning. Montreal? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah Canadian steak seasoning yeah, to put yeah. on his American, American steak. steak. And he dude. wants to call me fucked up. Dude, you Get need, the fuck out you need three things on a steak. Throw your Montreal SPG. away. SPG, baby. Throw the Montreal away. Salt, pepper, and garlic. That's it. Montreal. If you're putting any more on that, you need to find a you better cut of steak. You ever had them mates Montreal steak seasoning? Hell no. I Jeez. mean, maybe I did once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I was 15. No, yeah. And I learned at that age that that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Chris's steak seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uncle what? Uncle Chris's. He has the brand. What I don't is know it? if you guys can get it up in the city or not. I'm not. I'm not being rude, but I don't need that shit. Nope. Salt, pepper, garlic, and the salt has uh, to be coarse. Why sea the, salt? Yep. Why do you think I use Montreal? It's all coarse. Yep. Motherfucker, we're in Oklahoma, dude. It's all on sale at Save a Lot. <laughs> I mean, is that is that a criteria now? <laughs> He said, you throw that yeah. shit on a good sirloin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> He's locked up. <laughs> this is the guy that brought sirloins to the fucking steak dinner. Sirloins to the he, steak he dinner? He was out of a job at the time. Now, what, my problem. what are you talking about, sirloins? Which dinner are you talking about? At Duncan. Dude, I had fillets. Filet mignon. Dude, I didn't have no sirloins. What are you talking about? I think no, I, me and Larry what? were the ones that educated you yeah. on cuts of beef. I'm Clint, pretty freaking sure well, of this. No, Clint did have a ribeye. I will give him that. But you know what was on that motherfucker? Montreal. Some grill, some grill mates. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's let's marinate this in beer for a minute. Yeah. Let me put some Coors Light on this some Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Y'all are real fucked up because I would never pour beer on a perfectly good steak. Well, no, it, well, why would all, you? it would rinse all the Montreal. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, this one, I show up with freaking fillets, and this guy's busting my yeah. balls. You show up with sirloins. You don't even well, know what you kind did. Of Dude, they were fillets. I did not show up with sirloins. Uh, Clint made some pasta salad with spaghetti noodles. Yeah. <laughs> no? No, that's a lie. I yeah. made that up, but it sounded good. It sounded good, yeah. No? You're fucked up. No? I didn't. Yeah, it's a fucking... Sir... I don't mean to hurt your feelings here, but there is uh, no point you can ever bust my balls yeah, on my ever, cooking. Yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> don't come at me, but Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my steak was perfect. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, but... to you and uh, about ten other people in the world. That's not my problem. It's fucking right to me. Right. <laughs> I don't even. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Fucking Larry wasn't even there. Larry For was what? there. No, he wasn't. When? When we had steaks at Duncan. Right. And I no, had I fillets, was. not sirloins. I don't know where no, you're getting this shit from. No, I wasn't there from. for the steak night at Duncan, no. You're fucked up. So I don't even... I your support, opinion don't matter. I was supporting the warfighter, motherfucker. <laughs> when did y'all do that? What night did you do that? Like on Wednesday. Oh, right. There was four people there. I was going to say, I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> 
There were seven. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was down at the end of the line. There's a whole bunch of some bitches there. You were. That's your pro- fucking problem. That's a good thing. That's your busted. Montreal seasoning. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing I wasn't there because I was busting your balls about putting that Montreal steak. So don't take your headphones off. Don't take your headphones off. I know you don't want to hear this, but you need to hear this. <laughs> To quote, to quote Clint, at the end of the day, we still yeah. love you, brother. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't even there. It's irrelevant. It's a good thing I wasn't well, there. Well, I was there. I, I mean, how is it irrelevant? If I would have been there, what night was that? Don't take your headphones. You're like a little-ass kid. You're going to plug your ears when you get, you're going to have to hear something you're going to have to hear. If I was there, what night was that? Wednesday? Thursday? I don't know. Say it was Thursday You night. wasn't there, so it don't matter. If I would have been there Friday, everybody would have been asking you what the fuck happened to you because your tongue would have beat the shit out of your face with the steak I would have cooked for you. <laughs> I have had one of Larry's steaks. Damn, it was pretty boy. on point. Who beat your ass? Oh, that's my tongue. LD yeah. cooked me a steak that fucking... <laughs> <laughs> we were cooking those, and he was like, man, you ain't cooked that? And I'm like, nah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got this great grill mates in the yeah. fucking trailer there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this pellet grill. Got, Let hey, me try I this out. I bought this bottle of teriyaki marinade. This killer, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to Kirk over there. Yeah. Fucking marinade. That's not me. Nice deflection. Nice, nice deflection. Yeah. yeah. All, all, I, all I do is put a little fucking. S&P and some bullshit on it and go. You're a goddamn lie. It's not, S&P is not. Montreal, whatever. (laughs) He said, I put a little diesel in my truck, you know. That's gasoline. It's not the same. Right. It's not the same. (laughs) I got some Lowry's and some liquid smoke. Hey, we called Wayne and just went completely off the rails. Yeah, sorry, Wayne. I don't fuck with Lowry's. Why would you do that? Lowry's is Lowry's is better than yeah. Montreal. You know yeah. why Lowry's is so good? Because it sounds like Larry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. He's At least it's not Canadian. Yeah. You know, Lowry is a steakhouse <laughs> yeah. in California, right? I'll tell you right. what. I'll tell you what. You eat your steak how you want, and I'll eat how I want, and we'll go down the road. Not to not to ruffle anybody's feathers, but homosexuals say the same thing about their uh, uh. And, yeah, ask Greg, you know, ask Greg. <laughs> he's like, hey, you have your relationship. Don't take them off. No, dude, he took a pull Don't off. Don't take dude. them off. Dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Wayne, what are you doing, buddy? Oh well, absolutely nothing. Sitting here being a lazy bum. It's Friday night. I know you didn't eat a bologna sandwich for dinner. Uh, what did I do? That's I did a meatball wrong. sub. Homemade yeah. meatball sub. Hell yeah. I mean, I'll give you one of your fat tires. Hold on. You can't let... This Man, guy. this has went off the rails real fast, Wayne. Wow, it did. I'm sorry, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. You're in luck. No, no. Oh, that's that's 
How do you get in my last fancy dance? Because you fucked up. What do you mean uh, that dude? You fucked up like Montreal steak season. Man, <laughs> apparently so. Jeez, can I have a drink of that just so I know? Hold on. So, Wayne, you doing any flying this weekend, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out tomorrow and uh, help a couple of club members get their new planes and get them test one and transform and then going to send the timber up again. So The old timber. How you liking that thing? I'm liking it. Well, I actually haven't flown it since Duncan, so. <laughs> Champion plane. Yeah, I hear yeah, Kerry Howard's really missing. Yeah, I, I hear Kerry Howard's really, really missing. About- He's yeah. missing that timber. <laughs> yeah. Holy I want to address something. I want to address something real quick. Wayne has kind of hit me up, and he's like, man, I feel really bad about that. I wasn't talking shit to you, Wayne. I really wasn't. That kind of stuff happens. No, it does. It's, it's part of it. You know, it was. I, I, it is boiled down to it was a switch that's failed. There's nothing you could do to make a switch fail. You know, that's not on you. And they we work weren't, or they don't? Right. And we weren't. There was no point where we were talking shit on any of that deal. Oh, I, I just want to let you know. But you got a second. You did get a second class timber out of the whole deal. So you've not really flown it since Duncan, huh? Yeah, I hadn't had the chance. Well, I did have a chance, but I did. I was saving it. I was going to take it to uh, William Bill for Perry Short Hill there. <laughs> Will, <laughs> William Bill for Perry Short. Well, I screwed that one all kinds yeah. of <laughs> And I'm the one that's not drinking. That's a shame, um, Wayne. I'm going to take it to his deal and kept predicting storms. I'm like, well, that one's dodged the bullet once on storms. So I didn't take it. And the good thing it didn't is, of course, it builds. Uh, we had another storm and I lost another canopy and would have lost that plane. So, so this is going to be my first weekend to get it out and play with it. So, Right. Yeah, that's a good flyer, man. Right. <laughs> it is. Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going all bad in we, person here, so, Wayne. I'm so just letting Wayne, you know. We never, we never told you he was here, so we got we got the GK Shuffle yep. and, and Matt Sybeck here with us tonight. Oh, boy. So you can only imagine what's going on in the background with Greg here. Hey, Wayne. I'm sure they're licking each other's ears. It's, they're saying check your Facebook Messenger. Yeah, check your Messenger. <laughs> All right, I will. Don't do it, Wayne. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne's excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Off the rails. Uh, Matthew's doing Oklahoma City, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, has, has, has Cybeck ever had an onion burger? Uh, nope. No. I can go ahead and tell you, if you go, uh, nope, no. you haven't. You sure haven't. No, they haven't. Oh, I'm going to have to take them to the garage. My, that, so the garage is delicious, but when you're talking onion burgers, that's, uh, I'm going to put that about 34th on the list. They need to go to Tucker's. Yeah, Tucker's is pretty solid. What was that place called that was on, uh, Onion barrel? The onion barrel. It's gone, I think. Yeah. Man. Onion... It's gone. That place was pretty stinking good. Don't waste it. 
<laughs> yeah, twice. Uh, Kenya was trying to uh, light the butt of a cigarette. He's he's mouth breathing. He's on his phone mouth breathing. That's because he's so used to messing with butts. Yeah, dude butts. <laughs> yeah, how did you get that tech sergeant position again, Kenya? Yeah, how did you get that tech? Yeah. He's like, yeah, so. Yeah, he's got, he's got, the knees are blown out of his britches. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are. It's ridiculous. Well, well Wayne, <clears throat> we're just going to call and give you some shit, and we went way off uh, the rails. But we the main, yeah, the main deal here is uh, plug that event one more time for us, Wayne. It's going to be the Airbirds and Jets over the Pump Jacks, uh, September twenty fifth and twenty sixth. I guess I, you know. Let's see, we're going to be giving away uh, Ryan PT-22, 30cc airframe from Legend Hobby. Lots of batteries from rcbattery.com. Uh, of course, our buddy Jason Reddish is helping me out. We're going to be giving away an Aura 8. And we're getting an E-Flight F-18 from Hobbytown out of Lubbock. So... Okay, well, you, you told us the name of the uh, Wait, yeah, event. Where, where is it at? What club's putting it on and where's oh, it at? Oh, yeah, that would be important, wouldn't it? It's in Odessa, Texas. Odessa. Oh, Odessa. Yeah, it's going to be the Odessa Texas Pro Shop. Uh, it's going to be Is that the Perman Basin RC Club or what club is it? Yeah, Perman Basin Model Aircraft Club. Make sure and check the events tab in the uh, RC Scrap Pile group. That'll let you know everything you need to know. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'll share it out there, and I'll update with prizes as we go along. So, hell yeah. Well, and when are y'all gonna be able to make it out? September. September. Yeah. Um, September's a rough month for me, man. Yeah, it's a rough month, and we got a, a, a commitment in early October also. Yeah. we got to get the plane tickets for that. Yeah, we do. Fuck. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody grabbed an axe. We're going we're gonna to end it with the axe. All right. <laughs> All right, Wayne, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, picking up the phone. That's I know that's oh, yeah. a I know that's a pretty oh, wild order. All right, buddies. We'll talk to y'all later. All right, Wayne. All right, man. Take it easy, Wayne. All right. Here we go. Are you shitting me? That ain't nothing. That's what Clint does. I just thought that was cool. You better I'll, tighten up. The frog has a has a uh, has a fan page. This you know, I just thought that thing, maybe. Man, I just don't know about it. You deal. You call yourself the frog. Uh, I'm trying I to think you feel great about it. I'm trying to accept it. I don't even know if this thing's in tune. Let's hear it. That's pretty out of tune. Not really. Nah, hang on. We'll come I've back. I've heard it worse. So, man, here's something. Dude, I want to thank all the sponsors, man. We got Red Wing that just popped up. They're helping us out and everything like that. Eric Kendall at Smoke and Okies. TJ Williams, Buddy RC, and OMP. You guys have been killing it on uh, our affiliate link, man, and we definitely appreciate that. It does help out the show, man. ZDZ Engines, USA.com, and 
rcbatteriesusa.com. That's Jason Duran. There are discounts in the description. Check that out. Mean Joe at Balsa USA. Thank you for your support. MBM RC, man, they got a great YouTube channel. They're giving away an RC Model Works airplane when they hit a thousand subscribers. So make sure and go subscribe so you can be entered in that. Jason Reddish at Reddish RC. Dude, this guy shows up to all the events. He tries to sponsor everything. Yeah. He's a hell of a cool guy. Man, I mean, all the way around. If you need a flex product, hit up Jason RC. And this isn't, and with Jason, this isn't his full-time job. No, it's not he his full-time job. He full-time job and hauls ass to all these events. Yep. And he's also and carrying uh, the uh, the new Chargers from Fortitude RC. Fortitude RC. Yeah, so, I mean, designs. like, when I say Chargers, I don't mean just the, like a Charger. I'm talking like a charge case. I mean, it is a one-stop, stop solution. Absolutely. Let's not forget Absolutely. Well, we're getting there. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'll have time. Jeez. All right, so Michael Sale at Bluebird Servos, man. He's helped us out a ton. Jason Don Hockle at Fortitude RC. Man, check those guys out. Don Hockle Designs. Don Hockle Designs. You can get both of those on that website, FortitudeRC.com. We got Kurt Sutter at Holy Smokes. If you need a smoke pump, this is the smoke pump, and they are usually paired with Eric Kendall's uh, smoke injectors. It's a winning combination. The guy has changed. Save oil and be really he is ab- Yeah, he's absolutely changed the game as far as that goes, man. And then, uh, so we've got the Baxter fly-in. It's actually this weekend, so this will be after the show, so that doesn't matter. Uh, the one that Wayne Wagner posted is coming up. You know, Jeff Mitchell at uh, Red Wing Red RC. RC. Greg Kenya, thanks for getting us set up with that. Greg's our homie. He comes he and hangs out. To sneak a I know, man. I, I, dude, if I had a dollar for the, every time that guy's trying to touch my ass this weekend, dude, <laughs> woo, I wouldn't need a job. I'm just saying. And he ain't been here for bet- yeah. flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, man. All of this isn't possible without you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Man, we appreciate absolutely 10,000% of that support that you guys are giving us, man. It makes uh, little guys like us feel real big in the hobby, and we definitely appreciate that. And you, we did skip. You forgot. You need to write down. Jim what? T. Graham, Billy Hill. Yeah, Jim T. Graham. Giants, Billy Hill. Giants, RC Groups. Yep, Flying Giants, RC Groups. Hell of a cool guy. Made a living out of RC. I mean, you guys listen to the first half of the show. You know what's going After on, dude. he made a living doing some badass shit. Wow. <laughs> I've got a new hero. <laughs> and what's bad? I got his phone number now. I'm going to blow that dude up. He's going to hate it. He's yeah. going to be like, what the hell, man? Why is this Casey guy calling me all the time? He's like, hey, Jim, I got a question. Yeah. How do I do this? You know? But I feel confident he'll answer and it'll be a great deal. Yep, yep. What do you... What do you keep pointing I me ain't for? Pointing what are you, nothing. Are I'm you trying? I'm I'm loving the fact that the guitar's in your hand, dude. This guy, man. What's he doing? I want to hear some Eddie Vedder. I don't know if I know anything off the top of my head. Pearl Jam. You man, I mean, I do, but usually I have to kind of warm up on stuff, man. I, I don't just pick it up cold. How I got to think some, about it for a minute. Uh, how about some? Uh, uh, who was that? Frog Stomp. Uh, Oh, some silver chair? Let's hear some silver oh, chair. Oh, man. No, that's Creed, isn't it? Uh, Larry? Good 
We appreciate each and every one of you. We couldn't do this without you. You realize this is going. That's fine. I love it. 